Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the treacherous waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Jason Phelps, and I am joined, as ever, by Robbie, Numerology 101, Bellicon, Sam, mm. Tetrology 101, Burns, and Ellie, Room 101, Sparrow. Yes. Ah. <laughs> it's episode 101. We now have as it many is. episodes as Dalmatians in the children's film. <gasps> or in the children's book with the gay nannies. Either way. <laughs> yes, the nannies are gay. Those it's nannies a thing. were definitely a couple. It's yeah. lovely. Just yeah. thinking that that is the right amount of Dalmatians. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They get the numbers a bit dodgy in some of the versions. Really? Oh, well, they're they're not black and they're not all black and white in the book. Oh. They're liver spotted Dalmatians. Because oh. <laughs> Perdita is not the mother of the puppies, the main puppies. Hmm. Oh, she's the wet nurse, effectively. Mm. Like adoptive dog. <laughs> I did not know this. I had no idea. Yeah, they take the her in after her puppies are stolen, oh, no. or lost, or something. Sad. Oh no! That's, oh. That's and she much yeah, than the looks Disney after movie. the main ones and helps out, but they I'm get not... the puppies back. They save them, so it's fine. Oh. And they find her husband. Do dogs marry? We're getting distracted. <laughs> no, they live forever in sin. <laughs> Speaking of living forever in sin, it's time for to ask, feature us. Do dogs get married in the present? <laughs> I hope they do. Yes, but the divorce rate is a disastrous. Anyway, on to a more serious message. Hello, friends. It's future Jason. We've only the one message from the present today, but it's an important one. It's been a hard fucking week for trans people. We want you to know that we are in your corner. We love you, we accept you, and the whole damn world should do the same. Trans women are women. Trans men are men. Non-binary, gender-fluid, and gender-queer folks have always been here, and are valid and real. We see you, and we're here to back you up in whatever way you need. Please reach out at any time. If you need an accepting space to be in, our Discord server is a lovely, trans-positive group of friendly folks who will always welcome you aboard with a double rum ration and strong halfling family energy. You are not alone. If there is anything you ever need boosting on social media, personal fundraisers, commissions, pages, charities, etc., just ask. DM us on Twitter. Cis folks, support your trans friends. Be a listening ear, a distraction, or a source of bardic inspiration where you can. And if you have the capacity to, please consider donating to a trans charity. There are a lot of people who need help right now. Good places to start are Mermaids, Gyres, and the Black Trans Protesters Emergency Fund. Links are in the description. Even just sharing causes, if you're unable to donate, can really help. Among all of this, the protests continue in America. The revolution rages on. Black lives matter, and we haven't forgotten about you. If you want to donate to related causes, there are a number of links and information with our blackout announcement from two weeks ago. You can check them out there. Stay strong. Survive. You are all so important. We're here to tell you stories, provide a welcoming community, 
and support you in any other way we can. Thersis, the natural twenties. And now back to some nonsense about dog weddings. Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> I now pronounce you dog and dog. <laughs> well, we don't know if the we don't know if dogs get married, but we do know that all dogs go to heaven. <laughs> Just saying. Yes, True that was facts. that film. <clears throat> yeah, and it's ninety thousand sequels. I bet they're still bringing them out during the pandemic. That film had yeah. a lot of sequels. I watched all of them at before school club at school. They were amazing. I mean, cats go to hell, but they can kind of they're like they're always like one one pour into into the underworld anyway. I feel like cats True. are super evil in those films. I feel like that was a thing. I mean, it was a film about heroic dogs. Cats are usually evil in those films. I mean, cats are usually mm. evil. Yes, but I love them. Aww. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> They're bastards, and I want them to be with me always. It's a tiny tiger that lives in your home. Never forget this. Yeah. <laughs> Just remember that it will always that, that when eventually you pass, it will consume you too. Well, there's there's yes. that book, isn't there? Um, will my that's cat from eat the my point eyeballs? Of view of cats. Yeah. I can't remember what book it is, but they literally refer to humans as their big tin openers. Mm. I just think it's the most yes. accurate thing <laughs> in the whole world. I can't really get a, a tin opener segue. Jailbreak? Speaking of tin openers and opening your <laughs> way into metal. Opening t- other things. Yay. It's Jail time for us break. to begin. Like the side of a ship. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Flintlocks and fireballs. Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken, storm, or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously, on flintlocks and fireballs. The party have made their way to New Altmark. <clears throat> on at the behest of uh, their acquaintance, part, periodic uh, for a time shipmate passenger, uh, Lapsang, the black dragon that is doing some contract work for the criminal organization known as the Fisher Kings. Lapsang has agreed to take Michael John Boot, their uh, well, the subject of a long-standing quest for them, uh, off the uh, hit list for professional assassins in exchange for the party settling a minor, well, full-blown gang war uh, (laughs) over in New Altmark, or Newmark, as it's called for short. Having made contact with the gang known as the Dead Eyes, a primarily uh, Ferozian gang uh, who are on the losing end of the war at the moment, the party agreed to acquire a case full of a number of necromantic repeaters so that they would be able to uh, bolster their forces for the ensuing gang wars. The catch, of course, was that the box was on the HMS Relentless, the ship belonging to Commodore Black Tusk, the uh, long-standing, eh, not really nemesis, but 
kind of like that guy who once killed a good friend of theirs. <laughs> That's pretty they... nemesisy. I guess that is nemesisy. Yeah, can you have multiple nemeses? Also, like, yes. I'm not being funny. You say just killed a good friend of us. What we mean is killed several of our friends and also sunk our home. Yeah. Your nemesis, nemesis Commodore. <laughs> Gregor, yes, I'm Black still Tusk. salty. <laughs> and so are the be? remains of Justice Captain Brandy. Brandy. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> you're a monster. You're a monster. <laughs> yes, I am, and so is Ad- and so is Commodore uh, Black Tusk. Yes, yes, he is. Um, <laughs> at, by sheer coincidence, the uh, the repeaters were not the only cargo being kept in the secure area aboard the HMS Relentless. Uh, as well, the effects of one Herr Belloc. Uh, or possibly Monsieur Belloc, being as he's apparently Sulian, a noted archaeologist and explorer, uh, were being kept aboard the ship. Shortly uh, before the uh, party managed to successfully smuggle themselves on board ship on a uh, in the midst of a crate full of ship's biscuits, uh, it it's seems that good there. Yeah, someone else also broke onto the Relentless and uh, attempted their own theft, going so far as to blow open uh, the doors to the secure area and blast open uh, Herr Belloc's uh, travelling case, which, as it turned out, was lined with lead. The uh, party then discovered that the, while the artefacts inside had not been damaged, they had been placed out in the open on the shelves in the ship. And then things sort of went downhill from there. (laughs) (laughs) Having survived the wrath of the uh, bound spirit, uh, spirit, uh, Terry Tharte, he of the waking waking terrors, I think uh, the the, the full phrase was, uh, you destroyed uh, Terry Tharte's physical form, that of a small trapped toad, uh, and proceeded, uh, and in return, he kind of did the wish granting thing. I mean, he answered, he offered to answer you five questions, and you really made good use of those five questions in a way that I hadn't actually. Yeah, I'm anticip- impressed yeah, with us. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little impressed with you. I hadn't actually intended, I hadn't expected you to ask the questions you did, but yeah, he, he did have the power to answer those to some degree. Um, hmm. And. Uh, in exchange, however, you have promised to tell his tale uh, and to tell the story of what, of, of essentially the horrors you went through uh, and to make sure that, uh, that people know it was him. Hmm. This promise may or may not have consequences. <laughs> you made your way Do out... Do you mean it has consequences? Terrifying. You don't know. You made your way off uh, said ship uh, quickly enough, essentially flying into the water because you can all uh, you can all uh, breathe in water, and then emerging on a dock nearby, the well a little bit further away. The ship during this time had broken to an all-out melee as a result of the nightmarish visions of uh, this spirit-infused toad, uh, in going so far as to blow a portion of the powder store and put a small hole, a small but quite smoky and definitely flaming hole in the side of the HMS Relentless. Uh, while you have by no means sunk the ship, or, I mean, you didn't, while Terry Thate has by no means sunk this ship, uh, it is not exactly combat ready right now. 
uh, and may be taken out of commission for a short time while repairs are, constr uh, are underway. You we actually come back here just after midnight on the 13th of Full Ripeness, where you have stashed a bunch of artifacts into your pockets and bags. Uh, and yeah, you're, you're staring at this smoking, flaming mess. Are we off the ship now? You are off the ship. You are 150 feet away on a pier. Uh, Celestia is leaning heavily on the shawl on Scamp and uh, is kind of like on her knees leaning heavily on Scamp and uh, causing <laughs> on account of she's recovering from a heart attack yeah an actual uh, not too heavily because I, I took up a, a lot of damage I'm leaning on something else head, there we it? go <laughs> yeah it's like between them and uh, and like a, a mooring post ow ow yeah yeah, it's just the three of you, Jeffrey and Marjorie. Mm. Well, that was harrowing, if I'm honest. Th that was harrowing's the word, yeah. 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 My chest hurts. Ooh. Yeah, you got really pale there. Yeah. Don't think I really wanted to know what it felt like when my heart stopped for a while, but here we are. Oh. That's awful. Felt it stop beating uh, and everything. It was horrendous. Uh, it really no. hurt. Yeah, that, that would be an actual heart attack, wouldn't it? That's what a heart attack is. Fucking hell. Yeah. 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 That thing was a wow. lot. Yeah. Whew. And you're going to have to write a really good song about it. I am. Uh, contractually obliged to write a decent song. Damn you all. <laughs> 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 Yes, <laughs> Celestia will have to write a really good song. It'll be really hard to write about it. Really, really have to it. write really hard a good I song about a heart attack. I think it should have a really complex rhyming structure. I think it Don't should, and it. lots of imagery. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be in seven seven beat, which I'm not sure is even a thing. Seven eight. Seven eight is the. No, I want a... it to be in seven seven. <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing. God. <laughs> How would I? But I'd we're about uh, anyway. two hundred years too early for bebop. <laughs> <laughs> One hundred years. God. <laughs> That's not an actual request for it to be in seven seven. I'm fucking. I don't about. even know how. I I don't have the. I do not actually have the musical theory chops to do that. I have no idea how that would work. I'm just talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, what do, would you like to do? Uh, the ex the explosion in the combat has started to attract attention as various people on the piers nearby are racing to see what is going on. Oh, we should probably leave. I think leave. we better make ourselves scarce. Also, it does occur to me, although I've just had a heart attack and everything's wrong, that while everybody is running to the ship is not a bad time for a jailbreak. Yeah, no, that is a really no, good idea. We do need to idea. find out where the jail is. Yes. Yes. Uh, what the situation there is, we could head back to the restaurants and massage parlor, check in, and just find out. Because if anyone yeah, knows where the jail is, it's the criminal gang. Yes. Also, we yeah, should probably drop the repeaters off before something ridiculous happens. Agreed. Yeah. Let's not go into a prison break situation where With we mess everything. Screw up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really bad. 
All right, you race uh, at a well, not running. <laughs> I think we gently walk because I just yeah, had a heart attack. <laughs> but you gently walk, but as insistently as you can, back towards the uh, back towards the massage parlor, uh, the gilded lily, and uh, because you are slowly walking, it does take you like close to fifteen minutes, just because you're walking several blocks. Uh, but and you cannot run because you have a heart attack um, so your flying expires which is I would imagine to. in a bit I'll be fine yeah. by the time I you just get think there plausibly five minutes after a heart attack by the I time you running. get there you're starting to get some of your stamina back but it's 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 still lingering um, it's like I'm this, not gonna feel amazing today you're not gonna feel amazing for the rest <laughs> no. of the day. Uh, but Coulson but, will be keeping a very close eye because yeah. this is pre- presumably something he would have seen oh yeah yeah reasonably um, normal in terms of medical things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, no, no, that uh, during a previous time when you were working aboard a merchant ship, uh, one of, uh, you remember the old uh, bosun uh, had a heart attack and uh, against the protests of the crew, you did your best to save him. <laughs> he, was a bad, he was a black-hearted bastard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Very keen with the whip. Anyway, you do make your way back to the um, back to the uh, to the Gilded Lily, and you are quickly ushered uh, to the back room where you met Azra before. Uh, Azra is there, actually. Uh, again, her actually it's the same day, the same colourful clothes as she was wearing earlier in the day. Uh, she seems to be working late into the night, um, but you notice that she does have a loaded pistol uh, on the desk, uh, and there's just like a brief moment where she's got, she, has, she has her hand on it as you come in, kind of checks you all and then put, takes it off. Uh, she's not the only person in here. Uh, Philippe, uh, Philippe uh, Diamante Rodriguez, uh, is here as well. Uh, her sort of mercenary mage and after just make sure i got that right yeah uh and as a result uh, they are both they're kind of both tense for a moment and then relax upon seeing you come in as we're waiting for someone Azra uh, frowns a little you cannot be too sure fair yeah, fair enough and unwanted visitors of run a regular thing around here not you never know speaking of which because you can't be sure what did you eat when you came to see me earlier uh, oh was it was it back lover yeah we had back lover yeah it was really good back philippe looks to uh, she nods again they relax a little bit more there's still a bit of tension i want to sit down Yes, yeah. like everything is wrong. Things went difficult. She gestures to the seats. Sit, sit. Um, yeah, there was a whole extra someone else trying to break into the place problem. She yeah, already has like a whole load of other shit. Like fucking yeah. Hell. She already has some tea prepared and starts uh, and uh, snaps her fingers at Philippe, who starts pouring it. Uh, he pushes you a half. There's still half of them left. A plate of um, frozen delight. Yeah. Pink coloured uh, ice, uh, ice dusted squares. By the way, did anyone know that Turkish delight is less of a thing in America? Really? Yeah. Mm. 
Hmm. Loads of the American stowaways haven't tried it. They were all talking about it on, I think, Twitter hmm. the other day. Well, it's a rose-flavoured, sweet, slightly kind of like gelatinous-ish, but not really jelly-ish uh, thing. It's like... Um, yeah, it doesn't have gelatin it? in it. It doesn't so have gelatin in it. it's not got the full, like, But it's got texture. a little bit of the consistency of, like... It's a little bit softer, Yeah, it's a little bit softer than gelatin. It's like a bit like jelly beans in its consistency, but a bit softer again still. Uh, it's difficult to describe exactly. Nice. It's very nice. Yes. And yes, it is very sweet and rose-flavoured. Mm. Um, and pink. Yes. Well, although you can also get the yeah, covered ones. in icing but sugar. This one, but this one is pink and covered in icing sugar, uh, so you, you're all able to grab some uh, some squares. Um, Azra, and... this is great. Thank you. No. It tastes of flowers. Mm. It is a favorite. So, were you successful? Yes. Yes. Philippe leans forward. Excellent. Would do you mind if I examine the mm, box? By all means. Takes the box, takes Hand it to the far him. side of the room. You may, wish to, you may wish to stand back, and mutters, just kind of moving some rings on his uh, on his fingers and flicking a hand at it. Uh, you hear a loud crack as the lock forcibly opens. Ooh, Ooh that's, that's really useful. I find the I find these things work if you give them a good knock. That hmm. said. He gestures, and you see a ghostly hand, uh, echo of his hand appear, float over to it, move it around. Uh, at which point, uh, at which point, uh, Azra said, "Not do not. Th- if you could not destroy my wall, uh, my wallpaper." There's a brief pause. Felipe takes a uh, ta- uh, kind of shuffles, uh, the, uh, gives out the rest, uh, makes uh, kind of ha- slightly forces you to take the rest of the uh, plates, uh, the, the, the rest of the platter of uh, Frisian delight. Oh, what a shame! Has, oh. And then uses you the know got it. to float it <laughs> yeah. directly yeah, in front of the of the box, places it sort of wedged against it, flips the lid open with the mage hand. There is a brief. <laughs> as a spell activates, uh, which would have caused some extreme disappointment for anyone opening that box unauthorised if they'd been standing in front of it. Mm. In this case, it just blackens the uh, uh, the platter. Fuck, I wish I had a fake hand. That's so useful. Well, <laughs> having three hands uh, certainly has its advantages. <laughs> nah. I knew another Philippe that um, uh, was of the same idea. Cestia chokes on her tea a little bit. <laughs> the, uh, having done that, though, he li- uh, he has the mage hand lift the box back round and it cracks open. You can see within are a number of small... They're almost like chokers. Uh, they, they, are, they seem to be made of square metal plates of silvery metal but on the front, and you can see on the front, they've actually been uh, there's actually been a little bit of silver put over them mm. for effect. But looking at them on the back, there is a complex interplay of different silvery metals all joined into each other. And you notice in between some of them, there has been placed fine traceries of wood, Ooh. as if to break up the con- the metal on metal contact. Uh, it reminds Scamp. It reminds you a little bit of some of the dwarven enchantment work you've seen, but mu- but almost like 
much less advanced as if someone was doing the same thing but without without a shade of the finesse hmm. huh. uh, sloppy work in it you're really snobby oh no <laughs> so I feel bad about that these days. <laughs> it's just a bit simple I mean, it works. It's functional. No, but... I'll be honest. I was expecting it to be like, you know, the metal skull with flaming eyes or something because it was something that raises the dead. Bit of metal with wood on it. I suppose it looks wizardy though. So. Uh, it it really doesn't actually. It's a, it's basically like a leather. It's like, it's basically like a actually this would be cloth rather than leather. So it's like a small belt, like a little belt choker that you put around your throat. Oh. Um, and it just from the outside, it just looks like a simple square, uh, silver square on the front, but etched into that silver decorative square there is the uh, eagle and snake headed crest of actually no this wouldn't be the eagle and snake headed crest of throne because they were made to order instead there is the uh there is the Orsirian flag mm. uh which, like a sort of weird dog color yeah uh the Orsirian flag where are we at this point okay the Orsirian flag by the way uh kind is it's a little bit odd it's like a v uh crossed by uh a horizontal bar hmm. um with a uh with a circle behind this is not done uh Yes, but the uh, to your drawing the so the way that the the, the, the circle is right like. so so the circle crosses mm -hmm. at the point where the V and the horizontal line interact intersect. Okay, cool. So they, so there's cool. like one point where so so uh, the the circle touches the bottom of the V, and about two thirds of yeah about two thirds of the way up the V at the sides, and that's also the point where the horizontal bar crosses over. So I'll show you that, that one ah, there. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. imagining it, but all I'm getting is like an upside down anarchy symbol. Uh, it is kind of like that, yes. Okay. I'll send oh, okay. you. I'll send you it in the break. Yeah. Um, cool. So, in fact, um, I guess anyone really could roll a history check to see if you know the symbolism of this particular flag. Yeah, okay. sure. That actually feels like I something Seven. I might know with an education. Ten. Um, hang on, sorry, I'm having a moment. Nineteen. Okay, Celestia, you uh, you remember from surface studies uh, that this oh, like Muggle studies, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so this actually uh, represents a uh, so these uh, the 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 V, the line, and the circle are representative of uh, different component parts of uh, of Osiria. Uh, mm. So the V. Uh, so the, uh, so originally, long ago, the part around Orcrest was represent had a flag which was just a V. Then, when they brought Altmark into the Union, uh, they got the cross line as well. Uh, and then, after they conquered um, and uh, after they conquered Halfland and made it a subject state, they put the circle in. Okay. Which used to be the oh. uh, the the sort of uh, halflandish, uh, broadly speaking. Although they weren't really one country. That's uh, cool. Seal. Yeah. But yes, these are these are these are uh, um, uh, these are engraved with the Osirian uh, seal because they were made to order. Mm. Uh, Makes there sense, are I suppose. ten of them. Oh, that's quite oh. a lot. 
Philippe. Uh, Azra looks to Philippe. What can you do with this? Philippe grins. Well, I can raise 120 dead. Wow. That's so many. So long as you have, so long as you have 12 people to wear them, that is not a problem. Excellent. I will get to work. That's a lot of dead. He nods. Have you just been stashing bodies for this long? He looks a little awkward and Azra says, We took, as I said, we took a number of losses recently. In addition, she kind of waves her hands a little bit. People wash up in the river sometimes and morticians can be bribed. Mm. Fair enough. No judgment, just honestly slightly impressed. Now when they come for when they make their when they come, we shall have rather more bodies on our side, so to speak. Uh. Any soldiers they lose you gain. Indeed. Yeah. This is excellent news. Most welcome. She puts up a finger, goes under a desk, you you hear a door open and the sound of clicking. And she comes back up with a small, uh, little, like a little wooden, um, like a little wooden chest, like a jewellery chest. Uh, It has a key in it, and she uh, tosses it, seeing the state you're in, uh, she tosses it to Corson. I take it. For a job well done. What, what is Thank it? Thank you. Uh, it's a small jewellery box with a key in it. Yeah, Do you open it? Interesting. I will cautiously open it. Okay. There are... Spiders! Ah! <laughs> oh, spiders! Spiders crawl out and immediately start crawling into your flesh. My no. brain went jelly beans. Eps. <laughs> I prefer your brain. <laughs> it's a nicer place to be. Uh, no... There is, uh, no, in fact, there are, uh... Not spiders or jelly beans? No, there are 750 gold pieces. Bloody hell, hello. <laughs> in Osirian nice. currency. But I wanted jelly beans. Uh, no, <laughs> you I'm can afraid buy you, all the jelly beans you'll just you You'll just have to have the Turkish delight, sorry, the Ferozian delight you have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I do know that these much. can be exchanged for jelly beans. N- never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Thank you. She nods. You... It will be a few days while she likes to sleep. How long will it take? Working around the clock? Maybe two days. Then get started. He takes the box, nods and leaves. In the meantime... Think perhaps we knew there will be a little bit of a lull. I, she thinks, may have more direct things, things that we can do, but I will need a few days to map things out. All right. If you, I am, uh, if there is uh, things you can do to bring the rest of the other uh, gangs on side, 
I suggest you pursue them. I can provide assistance as needed. All right, good to know. Um, we'll look into that. You wouldn't happen to know where the um, the local jail or lockup uh, for the um, uh, for the docks is, would you? For the docks? <sighs> yeah. You are yeah, out of luck. Yeah, say someone was like caught on a ship and doing a bad thing. Where would they take them? Ah, one of your accomplices. No worries. Uh, if they took them to the nearest magistrate, she thinks, that would be straight to the lockup by City Hall. Right. By City Hall. Right. She gives you directions. Do you know Thank anything you. about it? Defences, that kind of thing? Well... I think you might have dealt with it before. It's, uh, it is not necessarily the highest security. Uh... It is difficult. Uh, you cannot. Uh, she gestures at you, like uh, uh, gestures. I think you mentioned before to her that you were spellcasters. Yeah. Um, so you are uh, with magic. Yes. Uh, if you were planning to use divinations in advance that, to map out the area, that will not be an option. Uh, Beca- because it is a covenant building. Well, that makes sense. Uh, no, most of the uh, lockups in town are not. But you just, but that's uh, that is the way the luck goes. And in fact, yes, uh, Bob's. I did make you roll a luck check before this to figure out whether which one they were taken to. Oh, uh, I rolled really badly. <laughs> so no, this this one is. They just happened to go to the one in town that is sanctioned. Fair. <laughs> um, God damn it. So, however, it is not a major holding place. Uh, there is, she thinks for a moment. There is the main um, council assembly chamber. It is honestly massively overbuilt, um, but which takes up a lot of it. But round the back, essentially, is where you will find the magistrate's office. And beneath it, um, about a 20 or so cells. Most of the time it is used for drunks and the like that are pulled in. Uh, but there is a garden out back where they have been known to uh, execute by firing squad. Right. Brutal, uh. but right. It depends. If you were, if your accomplice was caught breaking into a Navy ship, then that is their likely fate. I think so, they said yeah, they, they did say that. I don't At doubt dawn. it. Yeah. Mm. The magistrates do, you know do not usually get in until dawn. Like, if we were to do last-minute rescue, would the, that place be sanctumed? I mean, if it is the garden, so probably not, but I do not know. I have not tried to scry upon it. It seems risky. That would be um, very overt as well. We couldn't do that without being seen by yeah, a lot true. of the local watch. Yeah. Or whatever they call them here. It's hmm. basically still watch. Oh, fair enough. Lots of words are different over here. Mm. It's interesting. <sighs> well, right. thank you. It's because a real policing force yeah. will not be set up until next campaign. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that's going to be really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> also fun. Uh, police, the police were pretty rubbish for quite a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As campaigns and time advance, your ability to do blatantly illegal shit will start to get more and more constricted. <laughs> <laughs> because real policing will start happening. <laughs> it's going to be a problem. Well, all right. Anything else you need, or otherwise I suggest you get to freeing your accomplice. Yeah, uh, have a good night. You as well. I will continue working. Best of luck. She gives you a sharp nod of the head and dismisses you. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. You have. Uh, she She does pass you a small handkerchief to fold up the rest of the Turkish delight. Sorry. I'm going to remember it. Uh, that you have, if there's any you haven't eaten already, to take with you. Hand it to Not scam. much. Yeah, no, it's like three pieces and you eat them anyway. Nom, nom, nom. Are you all sugar now? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Jailbreak! <laughs> yes, we're good at those. Should we pretend to be drunk again? That was fun yeah. last time. So you still have... <laughs> all, so all of the artifacts that you took from the ship are still in your possession, apart from yep. the uh, repeaters. Yeah, that's a that's a, we have a lot of stuff on us that we shouldn't have, so I'm not we sure do. getting arrested is our best plan this time. That's very very true. Uh, yeah, that would be bad. Also, I get super weird out, out about being locked in a place I can't that is sanctum. Yeah, which is say. actually um, perfectly reasonable to be honest. Yes, I'd rather not. Yeah, that's um, okay. Um, we break. What in. are our options? And how quickly do we think we have to move? Dawn well. will come at just after five o'clock. So you have around four and a half hours. Yeah, we've got like four, four. and a half hours. So it could could take an hour. <laughs> Let's take an hour to I'm have a really sit down injured. and think. really injured. Everything hurts, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. It's just to do with a little minute before we do another thing that we could yeah, get yeah. us killed. But that's yeah. all right. Let's plop yeah. ourselves down somewhere. Uh, uh, I'm gonna roll some fucking hit dice, in man. Uh, yep, moto. <laughs> yes, indeed. Song uh, of rest. In fact. Oh yes, uh, do a song of rest. Uh, in fact, uh, it's called the Waking Terrors. Tial. <laughs> the Waking Terrors. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think. Um, okay. Uh, I so, think it's a D8 now. Okay. Uh, it's Is it's it not the same a as your. Song. It's the same as your inspiration, isn't it? Sorry, yeah. we're doing hit points. Give us a sec. Yeah, um, yeah I think it's a D8, so... Okay. <laughs> Have an extra four hit points. Uh, enjoy that. Yay. Oh, um, so... Four. You, uh, in fact, um, TL, the receptionist, uh, does uh, encourage 21. you to take a bit of a rest in one of the rooms which is not being used at the moment, so to speak. There's a very comfortable... Oh, um, there's a very comfortable... Person. Sorry? The person we we who was accomplicing us on the ship, we should check that he got back all right. Uh, in fact, mm. as you are as you are making your uh, way up to the uh, room that uh, as you are being directed to this room by TL, you see a very exhausted, haunt, slightly haunted-looking uh, Ferozian, bald Ferozian man, <laughs> like trousers on, like coat loosely draped around his bare chest stumble in Hi. Tial. Tial. 
You are not going to believe the evening I have had. <laughs> oh, believe me, I think we uh, would. I think we probably will, darling. Gives you a vague wave and stumbles off to get some rest. <laughs> Seems I feel to be bad. Fine. Yeah, me too, a bit, to be honest. Whoops. Light mental scarring, maybe, but... <laughs> <laughs> you say that like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> Light trauma, but... But, only know, a little trauma. Only a little trauma. Little tiny bit. Only yeah. a little trauma from everything going to hell around him. <laughs> Jesus. Just be kind to Iqbal for the next couple of days. Uh, he's done a fantastic job. It certainly sounds as if he has uh, earned his wage this time. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of stuff happened that none of us were remotely prepared for. And uh, when you go to work to do that, you definitely don't expect all that stuff to happen. Right. Okay. Can I give him some money, please, to say thank you? Because hazard pay should be a thing. Yeah, yeah, it should. Um, I'll chip in if you like. TL shrugs. Fair enough. Um, oh. Let's say we triple the wage, another 20 gold. Sure, yes. I'll give you 10. I'll give you 10. Okay. You give... right. Now I have 101 gold. Ah. Like the episode number. Oh, yay. Ah. However, you make your way upstairs uh, and are afforded the use of a of a comfortable room to rest. There is a bed. There is a side table. Inexplicably, there is a bowl of peanuts. Ooh, Jeffrey, <laughs> already stuffed in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> one peanut. Oh no! No, who has one well, peanut? That's weird. Eat the peanuts, Jeff. <laughs> I'm not sure a person can physically have only one peanut. That seems impossible to me. Unless it seems they're me. wrong. Unless they're Jason, then they shouldn't have any. <laughs> but somehow, so, sometimes he still manages to have one by accident. They're hidden in fucking everything. It's the worst. <laughs> and then I can feel my blood move. Yay, allergies. Yay, allergies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, horrible. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound fun. No. Anyone who is uh, anyone who has uh, read Chapter Two of Violence and Vanity can get a first-hand description of what that feels like. Violence mm. <laughs> and Vanity wonder, is a yeah. bit like um, Pride and Prejudice, but with Drow. It's on our Patreon. It's an audiobook. We read a chapter every month. Yeah. Have a look at the Patreon rewards. Yeah. They're really good. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Moving back onto if the you subject. Can't, no, no worries. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, no. We love you. <laughs> Moving back onto the, onto topic, over. You take an hour to just rest. <laughs> I mostly lie on my back and look at the ceiling <laughs> play a half-hearted song Ooh. that was not fun team was it Ow. no it was awful um... quite unusual that you just see every fear you've ever had burst out of the walls if I'm honest Yeah. did that happen to both of you or is that just me Um. to be fair only one of them but to was, an extent, I guess. It's a, it's an ongoing one. That's fair. I don't yeah. think it's ever going to go away. I think that's reasonable. No, it was just, just all of them, out of the walls <sighs> in a sort of like scary black mass of doom and fear and Leah screaming and krakens and the world ending and ev- everything. My family, everyone, ev- everything it was popping out and then my heart stopped. So that was fun. Oh, you know, I didn't get that one at least. Mm. That was bad. Yeah. Whew. 
What an evening. I can't believe we've still got a jailbreak to do. Oh no, I really no. want to sleep, but if we do, a person will die. Oh no, so. we can't sleep. Like A person's life is on the line. You're absolutely right. I just can't fucking believe we have something else to oh, no. do. <laughs> it's I awful. actually didn't use that many spells. It was all horrifying, but... Yeah, least... I'm, I'm doing okay, honestly. Uh, I was incapacitated for a lot of it, so I didn't actually end up using loads. <laughs> Huh. glance down yeah you have a variety by the way if at any point you want to examine any of the items you, you have do tell me I mean, um, can the, I while we're doing a rest yeah, yeah, I'll, let you, I'll let you do visual examinations I'll let you do oh, visual right. examinations if, or, or like actually no no. if you want to do a couple of rituals I'll, I'll let you do them I mean I'll do a detect magic to start with okay so so you have in short form um, a piece of black rock with wavy writing. Uh, some. Oh, I thought I had the black rock. Uh, so you collectively have. Oh right, right. Uh, so I'm not sure exactly who has what at this point. In fact, tell right, me fine. if you have these items. So currently, uh, Corzin has the black rock. Yep. Uh, with the uh, with the writing on it, <clears throat> there is uh, an idol. That's which, my. I've got that one. Yep. With three colored discs. Okay. There is uh, a staff in the shape of a serpent. Jeffrey's got that. <laughs> yeah, we'll mark that down as Jeffrey. Is that like your magic stick? Oh, it's bigger than that, though. My magic stick's not that big. You say Jeffrey has it. Jeffrey is dragging this around. Yes. It is. Yes. It is. It is like <laughs> nearly. It's nearly six foot long. Yes. It's like cable. This is exactly what's happening. Yep. Jeffrey's <laughs> this been. Is what's happening? Jeffrey's been dragging this damn thing like. I mean, let's be honest. Like while you've been walking, Jeffrey has kind of like held it close to someone's back. But now that it's here, Jeffrey's yeah, like, uh, it's been sort of propped in Corzin's backpack, which is ridiculous because it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's uh, like having a flagpole. <laughs> there is a golden uh, drinking bowl with spinels. Okay, I have that as well. Okay. There is uh, a wooden cup. I've got that. There is a little wooden cage. Oh, I've got that. It's all smushed and got a dead toad in it. Oh, <laughs> cage of squash toad. Yeah. Actually, the uh, the toad isn't there anymore. The toad was uh, the toad became uh, the toad uh, the toad vanished from the uh, cage and became apparently the wooden cup. But then it smashed. So there is so there is smashed co- uh, uh, toad back in the secure hold. Uh, oh, I definitely picked that up. Okay, you have pieces oh, of dead toad. Great. I put uh, it in the cage. Oh, oh what God. is wrong with you? Okay, you, the cage has dead toad in it. Uh, there is a bronze helm with... Uh, I've got that. Cool. Uh, so, so. What were you planning on doing with that? Just wearing the it. The toad or the helm? The toad. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, I was just going to like... You know, wear it day to day. I don't know. I didn't plan causing. Why are you there saying for somebody is... who plans things? <laughs> no, I... No, the, the helm's understandable, of course. I would just... Nah, never mind. <laughs> Make is, toad stew, it'd be great. There is a bone uh, fire drill. I've got that. And I think finally, there is a jade amulet. Oh. Oh, Jeffrey's got that. Right. <laughs> we probably put it all in the middle of the room. Jeffrey has that. I think so. You should see the face he's doing. Okay, so you go to put it in the middle of the room. 
scattered. Although Jeffrey picked it up and put it in my bag. I don't know if he'd still have okay, it. Okay, so Jeffrey didn't put it on. No. <laughs> I think we'd remember if we did that. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That's that's what I wanted to check. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay. Now I'm concerned. Would I, I be now using, really wish would I be using Phoenix it? down on Jeffrey if he'd... Because <laughs> you know I would. Okay, so you put it all in the centre of the room. Okay. Uh, examining it with, detect- uh, with your mage sight as you get that active, you can tell that all of these objects are magical with one exception. The little, the little wooden cage is entirely mundane. It is, however, perfect for trapping small creatures, and it comes with a little trap lid. You can bait it and make a survival uh. check to place it somewhere small creatures are likely to find it. Check it in the morning, and you might have caught something. Oh, we're so making so many friends. Oh, I'm going to capture fuck. all the friends. You've got oh, to catch them all. And then Marjorie can have lots of different forms. Now we're just going to have a this small great. fucking zoo. Basically, yeah. Anytime, anytime you are sleeping overnight <laughs> in the wild, uh, or I guess not in the wild, potentially, if you want to capture city things, you can bait this cage, and depending on the success on your survival trek, uh, you may catch a small creature. Oh, you have all the forms. <laughs> So, yes, there's going to be, what, cats, small dogs, rats. Oh, yeah, don't forget you'll need to get a new incense each time you capture a new form for Marjorie. Yeah. But, but, yes, you can capture a bunch of small creatures with this. Or there's alligators in the sewer. Nah, nah. It's... Uh, <laughs> otherwise, you can also, uh, even without casting magic on them, just visually examine each of these objects. So if you want to... Uh, Pick an object, either to just like pick up and look around, or one to like cast spells on, or any other or anything else. Uh, just tell me. We'll do it while you're having this break. How many identifiers can I cast in this time, reasonably, and get a rest? I'm playing fast and loose with the rules here, but I will say that you can do five because it took you ten minutes to cast read magic. Okay, I want to do the Jade Amulet first. Okay, Jade Amulet. That was the the one I wanted first. Okay, so you picked up the Jade Amulet. Um, Let me just check the wording for identifier because in older editions, this was the case. I can't remember if it isn't this. And I have recently been playing a lot of older editions. I may be remembering this wrong. Because in older editions, you had to use it in the manner that uh, you... uh, uh, you, you'd use it in the manner that you would use it if you were using it normally. No, nope, you just have to touch it. Cool. Yeah. So you don't have to put it on. <laughs> no. So, here's a fun thing. I've never really described how Identify works for you. Um, but when you focus in on an object, you start, you pick it up, you roll, kind of pass it through your hands. And over the course of the 10 minutes or so you're focusing on it, your attention starts to blur a little bit. And it's like you get flashes, images of its past, of its nature, of how it's used. It's, It's like you get a thousand weird, incomplete little hints about what it is. And, your, and the spell and your mind together construct it into information. So as you pick up the Jade Amulet, to begin with, you just visually examine it. Uh, it. The amulet appears to be a thick strip 
of polished jade, carved on one side with runes similar to those on the teleport platform in Destin Sukalin's basement. There are a pair of hit holes drilled into it at the top to support the simple leather thong that holds it. It is quite smooth, uh, partly from being polished, but there's little hints of where uh, uh, of small dents and there's actually particularly around the back uh, and the sides perhaps dozens or scores of small marks or scratches or just signs of wear and tear that, in, that suggest age. Uh, now, the runes, you do not have comprehend languages up, uh, but I would like you to make uh, an arcana check, please. Yes. I am smart. <laughs> nope, I know I'm not. Um, 14. <laughs> okay, 14 might be enough because you've seen similar objects, similar things before. Um, you cannot translate these because you do not have got, you do not know the language, but uh, you can also tell from the way it's constructed that this doesn't appear to be language per se, at least not natural language. Uh, this appears to be formulae depicting mathematical principles. Uh, however, you lack a sufficient understanding of advanced theoretical magic to understand <laughs> what it is describing by sight alone. It's like if you wandered into um, it's like if you wandered into a theoretical physics class, looked at the at the chalkboard, mm. and you see a bunch of algebra and, and other descriptors, and you just don't have the foundational understanding. Or well, like what looking it means. at coding if you don't know coding. Yeah, it's like yeah, you know that it means uh, something. You maths. know what it's used for, but pff, you just don't know enough to make sense of this. Also, identify just doesn't work. So identify oh, no, no, I'm describing oh, right. what you physically see. Cool. As you roll it between your hands, you start to get flashes. Senses of it being taken places, of it being used, of it being held and worn. Putting together these hints, you learn that the primary function of this amulet is to serve as some sort of key or identifier. You do not gain any insight as to what it is a key or identifier for, or who its intended owner was. You do get some blurry images of various Achin wearing it. Okay. The, you can also tell, however, that the amulet has secondary effects. Anyone who wears the amulet, it does not require attunement, or simply carries... A, a, or a, yeah, d d who wears it, does not require attunement, can cast the spell Knock once per day. Regaining oh, the ability at nice. dawn. This, um, it also, as a side effect, increases the armor class of the one who is wearing it by one. Hmm. Nice. However, oh. there are other side. Uh, however, the amulet is not, as far as you can tell, sapient, and it does not appear to, to your to your identifier to be imbued with a spirit or anything like that. But you get a definite sense that it has a function. And it has the ability to compel or otherwise coerce its bearer into completing that function. Mm. It is not clear to you how it does this. Or what the function is. Yep. I mean, the function is clear. It's meant to unlock something or to serve as an identifier. You just get the feeling that it will somehow try and compel whoever is wearing it to fulfill that function. Come hell or high water. Hmm. Do you tell us this? Yeah. 
So I want that anywhere near me. No, you should not touch that. Um, That's proper scary. Yeah, we should try and find out what that is. Yeah, I mean... Is it something important oh. to the Achin? Yeah, if it's... This is if this is some sort of really important cultural artifact. This is not ours. Oh, this is theirs. Yeah, so we I don't know if you two are feeling like this as well. But how I feel is that anything that is the Achines that was stolen from them, we should probably return it. And anything that's unibrows, we should fucking take and sell or use. Yeah, yes. I mean, we should ask Yuchin if it's important and if it's if it's just something. Well, he was trying I to know, take I it would back. Really so like that. Well, it must he was have trying some. To, trying to take the toad back. Or free yeah. the toad. Well, but that's the thing. Like, we should we should ask. <laughs> he may yeah. know. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because I'd might really be like, like to oh, wear I don't this. want this back, and that's fine. But yeah. if they do, they should have it. But we should maybe at some point do a scry to see what it does, or when it was last oh, used. Oh, that's not a bad idea for its intended function. I mean, if we just say show me the amulet being used for its intended function, that's actually ambiguous in terms of tense. Yeah. So True. That's pretty good. Could do that. Okay. Not not now. Or now? No, we shouldn't nah. How many hmm. scries have we used today? Um it does reset at dawn, so it wouldn't be a terrible time to do any leftover ones. You have not How used many do we have left any over? today, I don't believe. Yeah. Okay, so we've still got three. Also, uh I did have a think that I could do objects passed on any ones that you don't have time to identify. Scrying will have to come after the rest. It's more intense than doing the ritual spells. That's fair. Yeah. Fair. Oh, well, I suppose if we pick to scry anyway, maybe Scamp yeah. can do more identifiers. Yeah. But we'll see. Let's see what we're yeah. feeling like anyway. Yeah. You have... If there's anything here that seems like it has a particularly storied past, maybe save it for that. Yeah. You have four more 10-minute rituals you can cast. Unless we right. Unless you decide time. to spend more time. Yeah. yeah. Which you can. How much, how much time got... would it take to do all of them? Uh, to do all of them, there are... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight items that are not the tiny cage. So it would say an hour and a bit. Yeah, hour and a half, including the uh, including the detect magic you did. Uh, do you want to? Did you want? Uh, and I guess if you, yeah, for eight, for one detect magic and eight identifies, it would be that. Cool. Is anyone else tempt- tempted to spend another half an hour and just identify all of them? I'm so I really want to know what they do. Die. It will take you to 2am. We'll still have three and a half hours. Yeah. They did say specifically at dawn. Okay. Let, let's risk it um, and get in at least one scry. Yeah. Yeah. I can do that at the same time as you're doing stuff. That's the yes. thing. Yes. Um, but let's check on a couple more of them uh yeah in case one of them's in case let's get the rest done yeah we're helpful we've learned that this amulet unlocks things we're trying to break someone out of prison yeah oh yeah i mean i'm totally wearing it i've got to say now no matter how bad it is i'm gonna wear it for the jailbreak you're such a problem i love you Okay. Uh, You're so, worse than me putting on those so braces. Which Fuck it, let's see what these do. It'll be fine. Why? You're a vampire, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> vampiric touch You're, braces. You're which a vampire. Achieved by for like, a vampire. 
<laughs> nearly a month or something, wasn't it? Was it was like four days. It was like four days, but it was... Oh, it was, it was ages out of yeah. character. That's why I'm thinking yeah, yeah. it was ages. But it was four it was very intense days. Four bad days. <laughs> um, oh, four really bad days. Yeah, they were really bad days. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, okay, so what item would you like to examine next? And Or do you um, want to cast any other rituals? Uh, wooden cup. Wooden Ooh. cup. Okay, so you you pick up the cup and begin running it through your hands, focused. So just a visual assumption, attention, it appears to be a simple cup carved out of oak with a handle, base, and bowl. It would not Such be out of place. a carpenter might use. <laughs> yes, it would not be out of place in any labourer's home, and the inside of the wood is stained a slightly reddish brown. After you get flashes, images of someone of an achin holding it of houses of trees and uh, uh, and growth and eventually these image over the 10 minutes these, these like flashes and hints coalesce into information you can understand this is the cup of carpentry it was created by the union of seven nameless spirits at the behest of a dreamwalker around 500 years ago in exchange for services rendered. One attuned to the cup may fill it with fresh blood, a small cup's worth, dealing five hit points of damage from blood loss, to focus its power and grant the seven spirits within form and will. The blood may come from any sapient creature, taken willingly or unwillingly, including the attuned user. It does require attunement. Once awakened, the spirits will perform one of three services for an hour before more blood must be provided to continue their service. The first service is simple labour. The spirits will manifest as the equivalent of seven unseen servants and carry out mm. any tasks instructed. They are utterly useless in combat and easily dissipate if struck, as per the unseen servant spell, but can perform labour as directed, such as cooking, cleaning, and carrying goods weighing no more than 20 pounds per spirit. It's not like seven unseen servants. You like. get seven simultaneous unseen servants. The second service is wood shaping. The spirits will, over the course of an hour, reshape dead wood or grow living wood as per the stone shape spell. The spirits may reshape up to five foot cubed, so a, a, a cube five foot on each side, of timber per hour. They will, if it's a living, if it is a living tree, they will literally grow whatever object you want out of it, or reshape the tree to uh, the tree to accommodate. It's easier for them. To, it's slightly easier for them to accommodate to reshape existing wood than grow new wood. So try to make sure that whatever you're making has the volume to start with. The third service is building. The spirits will, over the course of eight hours, reshape a large tree or a series of smaller trees, plants, or bushes into a small cottage. They will do so by combining manual labor and wood shaping according to a predetermined design. The finished cottage will be sufficient to shelter up to 16 human-sized creatures overnight and will be fairly sturdy, composed of walls of shaped timber padded out with surrounding soil or clay. Eight hours worth of blood, or 40 hit points, must be provided, either all at the start or over the course of construction. It does not have to come from the same source. That is the cup of carpentry. That's both fucked up and really cool. Also, by the way, name, yeah. uh, mark down the Jade Amulet's name as the Jade Key. Okay. 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 Jade Key. Um, so we should probably give this back and stuff, but 
Uh-huh. We should also make a little puppet theatre for Little Causin's finger puppet shows. <gasps> yes. Yes. Oh, that didn't end how I expected. Yes, great idea, Scamp. I want a puppet theatre. Um, you'll have to pay in blood. I will pay in <laughs> blood for a puppet theatre. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Mm. How many hit points was it, Yeji? Um, five per hour. How long would it take them to make a small puppet theatre? Um, I will like say... a Punch and Judy booth. A Punch and Judy booth. Adjusting the... the like. The, the the response somewhat responsive to to intention so, whew, just like a punch and duty booth like two hours. Okay. It was the Mayfair this weekend, or wasn't because actually, of all fairness, of this. So can, I'm a bit punch and duty obsessed. Actually, at the they moment. can they can reshape wood to a five foot cube. They can do it in an hour. Just give them yes. enough timber. That's not terrible then. All right. I'm going to set this going while we're sat here and not a soul alive. Can you've, stop. you've got to achieve. Oh, true. Take an hour. Take yeah, and also yeah, if you do you'll it have here, to lug it around. they will use the floorboards of the room you are oh, in. Oh right, they have to. You have to be in a forest with wood. Okay. You, you cool. need to provide wood. Mm. That makes sense. We like, can provide wood. There'll Living be wood in these ship stores, but honestly, mm. um, yeah. I mean, if we Not just, right here and right now. Frankly, I think if we return things to the Achin and we just ask them nicely if they wouldn't mind us using it for this one thing, I feel like they'd probably be okay with that. We can, but ask. And if they're not, we, I suppose yeah. they're not. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll get the ship's carpenter to make one. Yes. Yeah. We, we don't have to pay in blood for carpentry. We yes. can pay in money. You just pay in money, yes. <laughs> also... I love this because it implies that Celestia has just been doing this under a table for this whole time, and I'm so here for this image. <laughs> under a table with maybe I was some bits of cloth like a hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, the barrel's I thinking... good. I like that. A selection of barrels and small end tables that she's put together to be a stage. <laughs> but I want a proper Punch and Judy booth. So, you've examined the... Like, cup- like you made for the little puppet show. You have examined the cup of carpentry and the jade key thus far. What next? Oh, what should we do next? Um, Jeffrey, would you like to choose? (laughs) Yes, Jeffrey, pick. One moment, I'll roll d6. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Jeffrey points to the uh, bone drill. (laughs) Good choice. Okay. Yeah. You pick it up and start looking at it. Uh, there is so this is a piece of bone that has been sharpened to a point and had a cord of leather tied around it, tied at the ends to two handles of bone. It can be spun quickly by pulling on the handles, drilling a piece of wood to start a fire. There is a uh, there is an inscription along it in a wavy script that you cannot read, so you do not know what it says. Identify does not grant you this information. Yeah. Uh, you will just need to read it at some point. However, you are able to learn a number of things as the images flash, flash through. This drill was created around around about 600 years ago by a dreamwalker by appeasing a hostile spirit, Inaroni, the scorching hearth, that had been harassing a community after a serious breach of hospitality. As thanks, the spirit agreed to be bound to the drill. The drill starts fires instantly, just by being spun once. It can immediately start a fire, equivalent to a torch flame, 
as a bonus action, provided it is spun on a flammable surface. That's cool. The if a fire started by the drill is carefully tended and grown into a campfire over the course of a minute, the spirit will extend its protection over the camp. Within a 10-foot radius of the fire, the atmosphere will be warm and dry, regardless of exterior conditions. Neither rain nor snow nor harsh wind shall touch the camp, falling instead either side of it. A calming, relaxing feeling will come naturally to those who remain within the camp. Those within the camp will also be protected, truly protected. The spirit will not permit anyone or anything that was not within 10 feet of the fire when it was lit to enter that space, nor will it permit any spells or magic to be cast into or out of the camp. Area effects will simply go around it. Furthermore, the camp itself is concealed, blending into its environment. Uh, unless an observer stumbles upon the edge of the camp, they must succeed at a DC 16 perception check to even notice that it exists. The camp is also fragile. The fire will go out after eight hours of burning, no matter what, and must be fed fuel during that time. Despite its magical hearth effect, it is an otherwise mundane fire. What mm. effect does that have on people scrying on the camp? Uh, it does not block. It does not block scrying. Doesn't, it's not no. effective. Only ten. Uh, no, that uh, physically local effects will not pass into cool. it, but uh, it does not block scrying. Doesn't block remote stuff. That makes sense. Uh, only ten or less creatures of medium size. Uh, oh, sorry, ten or less creatures of medium size or smaller may benefit from the camp's protection. If more than ten creatures or a large creature or larger uh, was around the fire when it is built, the spirit will not create the camp. Mm. The fire drill must remain within 10 feet of the fire once it is built. If it is removed from the vicinity of the fire, the fire will go out. Once a camp has been created, a new one cannot be made until dawn. Mm. That is Inaroni's Hearth. Hmm. That's lovely. I like that. Oh. Lovely thought, nobody being able to see you. Come in. Well, we sort of do that already. True. But my little houses aren't too bad. Your little houses are cracking, actually. We should do more of those. They're fun. This is, in fact, <laughs> yeah. almost identical to that effect. <laughs> yeah, I've just written Tiny Hut <laughs> yeah. with yeah. a few extra notes. Yeah. So, in Celestia's defence, I think we've done that like once. Yeah. <laughs> so. We've not been on the road much. No, we've not been on the road much. No. Um, so, uh, what next? Oh, oh. Um, um, let's do. I'm going to pick one. Yep, yeah, your turn. I don't know why. I've just decided I am. I can't find them now. But hang on. What have I got? Um, let's do the little idol with the balls. Okay. Eyeball. You examine them. They're not balls. They're discs. But uh, idol with discs. Scanning it uh, visually at first, you can see that there are three uh, that three discs of smooth circular glass stained red, green, and blue are held in a frame of wood. Ooh, the wood is it the same colours as we ran across? Yes. Ah, that's fun. The wood is smooth to the touch, but shows no sign of having been cut or sanded at any point, almost as if it grew into that shape. The wood has simple, root-like extensions at its base that curl into a simple stand for the idol. Upon closer examination, you realise that the wood is not all of one piece, 
The stand and the three-disc piece are separate, such that the discs can be rotated. In fact, the stand is made in such a way that only one of the three discs is not obscured from behind by the timber of the stand at any given time. You notice uh, where the light of the lantern in this room is shining through it, the topmost most disc of light, uh, sorry, the topmost disc projects a circle of bright, clear colour that seems to ripple a little, as if by a heat wave. The flashes of uh, hints that you get from the Identify spell reveal the following information. The tripartite idol was created by the union of three spirits. Retiho, the herd friend, Sa Sadoneha, the green stalk, and Turiname, the, the clear spring. The idol was formed willingly as part of an arrangement with a dreamwalker, but if the idol is ever broken, the spirits will be freed. The tripartite idol has a curious property. If the light of dawn is shone through the topmost circle into a bowl of water or other liquid, it will enchant the liquid with a blessing. The first person to consume the liquid will gain its benefits, but they must drink all of the enchanted liquid. The wheel can be rotated to grant a different blessing, but only one blessing may be given per day, and the same blessing may not be granted two days in a row. The red blessing grants the drinker the power to call three animals before the next dawn. Uh, you can call them one at a time. They must be in or close to, the, to a natural environment, but the animal will arrive on the same round as they are called. Mm. The animal is randomly determined by rolling a d8. Mm. The green blessing grants the drinker the power of growth. Once before the next dawn, they may either cast the plant growth spell the Entangle spell, or the Enlarge version of the spell Enlarge slash Reduce. Only one of these three once sorry, once one of these three spells has been cast, the blessing is spent, and the drinker may not cast the other spells through the same blessing. So you can do one of those three. The save DC for these spells is 13. Hmm. I will pass all of this, uh, most, I think all of this information to you during the break as well. Mm -hmm. The blue blessing grants the drinker the power of health. Once before the next dawn, they may either cast the spell Prayer of Healing, Lesser Restoration, or Purify Food and Drink, which purifies all food within a 15-foot radius of the drinker, larger than the usual spell. Once one of these three spells has been cast, the blessing is spent, and the drinker may not cast the other spells through the same blessing. The spells use Wisdom as their ability modifier, so it's based on the wisdom of the character. <laughs> it's more like, all <laughs> okay, less so... useless for either of us. Oh, <laughs> Maybe good for this causing, need attunement. It does not need attunement. It simply who grants the who... bone drill? Uh, the bone drill does not require attunement either. Ah. Only okay. the cup thus far has required attunement. <laughs> well, of course that. Yeah, that's not yeah. terrible. Yeah, bless your scampies, it would suck. Everyone else has not <laughs> got any wisdom. That is the tripartite idol. Cool. Hmm. Next item. Cole's in your turn. Yeah, cause well, and pick one. What's this black rock, then? Okay. Black rock. You pick up the black rock. I like this game. A piece of dark volcanic glass, almost black, but with iridescent depths. When you look at it, the colours flicker strangely as if a multicoloured fire is trapped within. Ooh. Carved into the glass... Rainbow spirit like, looks at it. Yeah, it's... The sp all of the spirits are showing quite a lot of interest to most of these items, except for the cage, 
the jade, the jade key, and the and I think the bronze helmet. The uh, there is carved into the glass a phrase in wavy uh, in wavy writing, which you cannot understand. Oh, rabbit! From the flickers of identification, however, you start to piece together something of the of its past. Centuries ago, a spirit of fire was caught in battle and sealed within this hunk of obsidian. Its name is Zotli, with an X, and it was a servant of, of the buried serpent. It hungers for its release, and if the glass is broken, <laughs> then it will escape. But with strong will and concentration, the one who breaks it may control Zotli for a time. However, while the glass is intact, Zotli drinks all flames around it. The one who carries Zotli's cage, for this is the name of the item, gains resistance to fire while it is on their person. Oh. But all non-magical flames within 30 feet of them will quickly be extinguished. Wow. Mm. It's a put-outer. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Mm. But like whether you want it to or not, it puts them out. Yes. Mm. Campfires uh, get in fact, really hard. In fact, actually, <laughs> as you pick it up to examine it, the lantern flame... <laughs> Winks out. Oh, balls. I do some dancing lights. Yeah. You, you continue examining by dancing lights. Huh. I mean, that's really useful for other people. Um, but whether I mean, you want to... Also horrendously annoying. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, just having it in your bag, is that going to be make it happen? Um... It appears that Zotli's cage uh, drinks flames more readily when it is picked up and held by a living person. Okay. But you are able to learn from this that a few things. Give me an arcana check to put some, see if you can put together uh, yeah. the exact conditions for this. Oh, loads. Um, 24. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's faster. It, it will go, things will go out faster if someone picks it up. Mm -hmm. However, over time, even held in just an ordinary leather bag, flames will die around it. However, a lead uh, a, a lead box uh, will stop uh, will seal off Zotli's influence, as will submerging it in water. Ooh. Hmm. Okay, so there are ways around it. So if we yeah. just got a jar with some water in it. So someone could carry it like during the day when you're out and about and doing stuff and might need it, and hmm. then at the end of the day, put it in our box. Yeah. We still got that box. Oh uh, yeah. No. It's, no. Uh, we no. have more than one. You have more than one. So you you have a second box. We have one with the whip, but we we bought them originally to break into the palace yes, to hide all our two. shit in. <laughs> yeah, you have what, yeah. you have one that is yeah. uh, sized for a for, for a carbine, so mm. you still have that one. Cool. So yes, you can place that in a in, in that lead box. You can place any of these in these in, in lead boxes. Mm. In fact, uh, that is Zotli's cage. You still have the serpent, the golden drinking bowl, and the helm. Okay. Um, Scamp, your turn. One, two, three, four. We've got one more before we do the scry, I think, haven't we? Uh, unless so. you're spending the time to do all of them, which you can. Which will well, take I think you we're going to do them all, but, doing, them but sim do a... doing one simultaneously. Yeah, with do a the... scry at the same time. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. No, fair enough. Uh, so pick one more. Um, What's most interesting? Drinking bowl. Drinking bowl. Okay. 
We love an enchanted drinking bowl in this group. <laughs> you pick up this bowl yeah, we do. and start examining it. This drinking bowl appears to be made of, or plated with, pure gold. Ooh. Unlike wow. the rest of the objects, it has been made in a familiar Joven style, rather than a Sundran fashion of craft. Four cut pink spinels are set outside around the outside at compass points. Yeah, it is currently bone dry inside, uh, but so, and you've not, you don't experiment with it. You just sort of fold it around and focus. Uh, actually, as you start flickering, you get an, you get a curious impulse to put a bit of water or something into it. Do you follow okay. that impulse? Yes. Okay. Uh, do you just pour some like water from a water skin? Yeah. Okay. As you pour some water in, the liquid uh, inside the, the water takes on a strange sheen. It's a little bit difficult to, to see uh, to make out in the purple glow of the dancing lights, um, but it appears to be golden, blended with scarlet. Ooh. As you That's flick really through cool. the rest of it, this seems to clarify certain images in your mind. You gain the following information. This drinking bowl was forged for the Cathedral of St. Stitchfather in New Altmark during the oh. early days of colonial settlement. It was used by the clerics of the regent to seal the spirit Tula Matate, the Turtle of Wrath, when they warred against them. Once per day, a drinker who is attuned to the bowl may drink from it and receive the blessing of the Turtle of Wrath. They gain the res resistance to two types of damage of their choice for 24 hours. And you sense that you can change, the, the, whoever's attuned can change the colour that the liquid is, um, uh, is coloured by, by setting these resistances. However, Tula Matate is vengeful and imposes a cost. The drinker also becomes vulnerable to a type of damage of Tula Matate's choice for as long as the blessing lasts. Ooh, vulnerable to a random damage. Interesting. Okay. Oh no, it's not random. It's whatever Tula Matate thinks will hurt you most. Ah. To a vengefully chosen damage. Interesting. Hmm. Horrifying. Hmm. Oh, absolutely But yes, horrifying. this is the Turtle's Wrath. Well. Turtle's Wrath. That was wow. intense. I yeah. suppose that's what you get when you imprison a spirit that doesn't want to be imprisoned. Yeah. Fuck. Wow. I didn't okay. know you could do that. Hmm. I didn't really either. It's interesting. Let's not do that. No, that's not something I find myself having an interest in. I just look at look up at the rainbow spirit, which is gambling around the room as ever. Yeah, I, <laughs> I hadn't even thought. Uh, no, all right. People are mean. Right. Congratulations. This is the other way to make magic items. Ugh. <sighs> oh, I God. hate it. Yeah, me too. So, uh, what item do you want to examine at the same time as you are doing your scrying? You uh, still have uh, Serpent Staff and Helm. 
Serpent staff. Yeah. Okay. So I'll get into that. Uh, I'll do that first, and then we'll talk about the yeah, scribe. Yeah, whatever order you like. So, the staff appears to be carved from a type of wood that you are not familiar with. Its grain is pale white on the outside, but where it is carved closer to the heartwood, it is a deep, rich red timber. It has been lovingly shaped into the form of a pale adder, complete with sharp fangs and a pair of smooth amber beads for eyes. Ooh. Examining it as the images flash through, you gain the following knowledge. This stuff was created by ensnaring the spirit Durana, sorry, Durenadone, the sister of Rot, in a piece of wood. Anyone who speaks Durenadone's name while attuned to the staff, it is require attunement, may restore a piece of her life force to animation. The staff's head will come to life, and the wielder may make melee attacks with it. On a hit, the target takes 1d6 piercing damage and must make a DC 15 constitution save or take 3d6 poison damage as well. Hmm. Durenadone's influence is strong within this staff. Anyone who holds it, regardless of attunement, gains access to the poison spray spell, as if they knew it, oh. using wisdom as their casting attribute. <laughs> they also become vulnerable to poison damage. Ooh, oh. interesting. So this is Duranadone's Fangs. Hmm. Well, that's horrible. Hmm. Uh, so, while you are examining that, however, Celestia, what do you wish to look for? I wrote down my wording. Uh, show me when this jade amulet was used for its intended function. No, hang on. Show me when this... Uh, show me this jade amulet being used for its ex intended function. Okay, yep, so it's so it's ambiguous. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, let me quick make my decision whether it goes the closer time or chooses randomly. Okay. Okay. I think it would go for the closest time. Fine. You focus, and again, there is a... <laughs> as you plunge into the sea. You feel yourself descending down. Nah, better choice. Down, down, deeper. Not deeper than you've ever gone, but deeper than, but deep, deep enough that the water becomes dark. Is it getting hot? Are you that close? No, you're not quite that close. It gets warmer, but you're not hot. You're not at the levels where it gets hot yet. Mm. But you feel yourself raging forwards or backwards through the centuries to get to this not point. Not sure which. Interesting. At least not until you reach the bubble that comes to your focus. And stepping through it... Where are I? Where would you be for this? Okay. Stepping through it, you can see, you find yourself in a very strange place. Actually, no, not initially in a strange place. It's going to get stranger. Initially, it's, <laughs> in, a, it's in a 
it's in a curious place. You appear to be <laughs> on the edge, on the edge of a mountain. Ooh. There are clouds up above. She wouldn't be now. There are clouds down below. You are over the cloud Ooh. level. Birds fly over the, above the cloud level in the distance. And here, up on these peaks of the mountains, and they go higher and higher still, these spines of stone, there is a building, perhaps a citadel, carved into the side of the mountain. Stone columns, palisade, uh, columns and pavilions have been cut lovingly into the edges of the, of, uh, I think this would be, this would be bare black basalt, or basalt, never sure which way to pronounce that. I think basalt, basalt. I think. basalt yeah. Um, uh, although, for the most part, there are in places streaks of different minerals that have at different points metamorphized uh, before, uh, but for the most part it's click. I think it's fairly straightforward igneous rock here. And it's, uh, or at least, so it is for the majority of it, because all around tiling of beautifully made, um, a beautifully cut coloured stone is placed. Tiles of yellowish green olivine of, uh, you can see red, there are columns of reddish marble that have been placed. It's actually, it's colourful in places verging on the garish, uh, as if you're looking at something of a style that doesn't quite match, mesh up to your aesthetics. And at first, you are seeing it from a distance. Um, so it all almost looks quite, like, a little capacious, but well-made. Um, and it takes you a moment to realise that you are just, floating towards this over the sky for no apparent reason. There's no reason that you can tell, but you can see there are small figures gathered around and by, uh, uh, walking around on that citadel and by them even smaller figures still. And as you as uh, as this viewpoint approaches, you can see now there are different groups of people um, oh, what would these be? So, some of them you recognise almost uh, in their appearance. You've seen one of their kind before. Large, generally kind of heavily built to, to obese, with the slope, uh, with kind of sloping heads, frequent baldness, uh, are what appear to be hill giants. Ooh. But rather than wearing the sort of crude rags that you've heard, pictured them in in pictures and storybooks, or even the outfit that, uh, the modern outfit that you saw little uh, saw Littleman wear. Um, these figures are wearing uh, well-cut tunics of white embroidered with silver at the edges. Uh, they seem to be busy, engaged in 
different tasks. Some of them are just carrying things. Some are uh, t uh, are talking or, or uh, conversing. One is overseeing a new column being installed, uh, assisting themselves. But also there are crews of small, brightly coloured, multicoloured humanoid figures. A ching. Mm. Uh, all of them at least like half half or smaller than the size of these hill giants uh, do again performing various tasks many of them dressed in not dissimilar fashions tunics and such blended with uh, styles that uh, that one might see uh, that one might later see they have a slightly different fashion to them uh, but there is that they are very definitely all answering the commands of the various giants you can hear their conversation. You do not understand it. Mm. Uh, you speak neither a chin nor classical giant. Mm. However, the image flies closer until you hear the sound of <coughs> something land on an open platform. Almost like a landing strip, if you will. Mm. And a moment later shimmering into existence in the same way as Scamp does when their in invisibility spell ends, you see a tall, no strangely noble-looking figure about 22 feet high with pale... No, with dark blue skin and swept-back hair of pale, sort of ice white, uh, ice blue white. They are dressed in, um, again, a not dissimilar sort of toga type arrangement, uh, uh, not toga, uh, tunic type arrangement, um, with a thick belt around their waist. Uh, but they also wear armor, armor that to your eyes seems to have been made from solid ice uh, around their bodies. It's Often, often a curious style. It's like uh, fashioned into a solid breastplate, almost. Uh, and they wear a helmet of the same, with feathers uh, or uh, of some sort uh, at the top. Uh, brown and white feathers. Not unlike eagle feathers, but massively sized. Mm. And it looks like I kind of flew in with them? You flew in with them. Cool. Um and so you, as the viewpoint follows them, and you find yourself following after them as they move forward, as they step, as they step through various uh, figures, the hill giants and the Achean sort of bow to them or salute. They acknowledge some of them; they ignore others. They are walking with purpose further into the citadel, passing rooms uh, laid out with beautiful marble, fine stonework, and the like. You can see. Uh, in one, you can actually see uh, a family of what you recognise as trolls, uh, the ones that you not unlike the ones that you saw in Arothator's lair, carving stonework. Mm. Uh, they are making; they're actually currently working on a series of breathtakingly beautiful murals. Uh, all of them, by the way, have large. Uh, large uh, tables stacked with all sorts of food nearby, and they are just habitually eating as they work. Ah. In fact, everywhere you, this this figure travels, there is always somewhere with baskets or bowls of food within easy reach, and a lot of it. 
as you notice, actually, yeah, all of the giants that you see on the giant kin are not necessarily eating constantly, but they are frequently snacking. Yeah. Or taking other, like, bites of It's food. common to just eat small bits yeah, of food. Yeah, just eat yeah. always. It's it's kind of like halflings, if halflings were 22 foot tall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they are have it. They, they eat always, but... Yeah, I always imagine Corzin with, like, yeah. snacks. <laughs> yeah, uh, in fact, Corzin yeah. is laden with snacks. Uh, yeah. In fact, as you are walking, uh, this hap- uh, happens. The, uh, the ice-like giant walking past you, the frost giant, uh, uh, if you will, reaches into a pouch... <laughs> takes uh, and just takes out um what frankly appears to be a whole roast cow and just starts yeah, snacking be... on it mm. as he's traveling like polishing it off wiping his but does take out a handkerchief and wipes off his hands and mouth mm. before continuing they uh, he carries on down this corridor until he comes to what appears to be a door of worked bronze burnished beautiful and uh, uh, with engra- with golden embo- uh, engravings all around it depicting depicting it's hard to say it's less it's somewhere between a family and a religious drawing and like a, and a hierarchy you can see a tall no there's no there's not color except for bronze and gold here but you can uh, and the the hair is like worked with gold and the crowns and so on mm. but you can see what appears to be a tall noble looking figure um spread uh, above the uh, the rest of the figures below their arms spread and welcome and you can see different tall figures arranged beneath them uh, each garbed uh, uh, differently. Moment. Grab my notes. So the to- uh, so each of them have some degree of difference. So the tallest one uh, seems again has that look of um, that sort of these sort of tunics which seem popular, but they uh, but uh, but. Uh, they have, they are, as far as you can tell, female. Um, but you notice that they uh, have, uh, that they are garbed like a, again, like a warrior, mm-hmm. um, but without a helm, without the helmet. Like they're sort of like slightly off-duty warrior. Um, they do, however, have a crown embraced in, in gold, and again, in depicts in gold, across their, as strung across their back like a handful of javelins in a holder are what appear to be lightning bolts. That's cool. Um, Standing beside and below them, you see a tall figure, uh, these are all tall figures, uh, (laughs) dressed in uh, a tunic, but also like a cloak or robe. Mm -hmm. Um, They are holding what appears to be... uh, it's not a book. It's it's a it's an image of a tablet inscribed with the same arcane formulae that you saw on the uh, on the jade amulet. Yeah. Uh, and holding up what appears to be uh, their hands with fo- uh, with with like almost like a star emerging out of it, just like a four pointed gleaming star. Um, next to them, you can see. On the other side, you can see there are two different sets of uh, of uh, actually no, 
Next to them on the other side, there is a tall, uh, uh, again, it's useless to say tall, but slightly smaller still, giant, uh, which is not exactly built like a brick shithouse, mm -hmm. um, but kind of built like a bodybuilder who hasn't gone all the way off the deep end. Yeah. They are well-muscled and not afraid to show it. They are bare on their upper half, uh, with a kind of belt with a skirt below. Uh, you can see that uh, they ha are carrying what appears to be a staff with a kind of like club end, with a round end on it, almost like a club. Mm. Um, the And then below them, one on either side, there are two sets of armoured giants. One looking not unlike the giant you are travelling with. The other much more heavily armoured, with something uh, almost akin to plate uh, that they are wearing. Uh, and finally, down below, uh, almost a family of hill giants, what look like trolls, ogres. And then below them, a multitude of what appear to be, as far as you can tell, a chim. Hmm. Interestingly, this close, looking at them, the facial features, the way that they're organised, um, and... The slight points to the ears, actually, of the frost giant you're walking with. The way that there's a little bit more hair across their bodies. Something about them reminds you of the uh, of the three goblin races mm. more than humans. These aren't quite like tall humans. They're more like massively oversized hobgoblins. Oh, cool. Just but with like, not quite, but there's something about the hobgoblin mm. to them. It, it's it's something you haven't really noticed until you like seen this depiction because you don't see many giants. However, the frost giant reaches into his pouch and pulls out that same jade uh, amulet. It is tiny in his hands, rather than the like fairly length. Because like the actual jade amulet, um, as you as it is in your uh, in your size, is about. Oh, like 10 inches by 2 inches. It's quite chunky. Mm. To him, it's the size of a key. Ah, fun. And you see he places it into a slot at one side of the door. And there is a... You hear the sound not of clicking, but of like a chiming. Ding, ding, ding. Oh. He removes it and the door opens. And just before the image ends... You catch a glimpse of clouds, of what seems to be a valley composed of silver and clouds, and a whole settlement beyond, and the image breaks. You're all good at the describing, <laughs> anyway. Thank you. So. I mean... And a past tally. Yes, we have to deal with that at really? some point. Was it not future? <laughs> I mean, could have been. <laughs> no, come on, giant. <laughs> um, yeah, so Sophia comes out of that vision. Uh, well, I found a snake staff that spits venom. What did you get? Oh, I can do way better. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to say what I'd say initially and then I'm going to say she relays a little bit uh, Scamp, we might need this one I uh -huh. think it's the key to the citadel 
if I had to guess. Oh. So I don't know how we play that. Do we ask them if we can borrow it? Yeah? Yeah. And then I launch yeah. into a whole proper explanation and tell them yeah, everything. You relay what you as found. Colourfully and as bardy a fashion as possible. Hmm. <laughs> well, that does seem to be the uh, the best lead we've had so far on that. Yeah. It was pretty cool, honestly. Yeah, I mean, did beautiful. you get a sense of how long ago that was? Can I guess? <laughs> Not even slightly. I have we know no fucking idea. Oh, gods? the uh, the water was getting warmer, though, which means it must have been quite a while, but uh, quite a while is the extent of my guess, I'm afraid. All right, so not we're talking hundreds of years. Not as long ago as all the shit that burned me, uh, but not Good. recent. Oh, it, it didn't burn, it just got warm. Yeah. So further back than uh, further back than a couple of hundred years, but not so far back as the start of history. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so we're talking hundreds of years, not thousands. Maybe. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we could probably ask. We'll find out when the giants killed their gods and guess that it's before that. Probably. True, but I suppose. Beyond that, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, the Citadel is supposed to be like a sorcerer place, isn't it? Well, Maybe if, if we tell them you're the, a sorcerer the of... and you can get in, they might let you borrow it. Maybe. Possibly. If giants are supposed to be the source of magic, or at least arcane magic, then that would make a lot of sense. I'm glad we didn't leave it with that asshole, though. <laughs> Yeah. No. It's due wow. to go back and join the crown jewels of Assyria. I hate him. <laughs> I That's tend the to worst. think that, that um, there is just no way he could possibly have known what he had on his hands here. Exactly. Any That's of why it's stuff. such a bastard thing that he had it, you know? Hmm. Somewhere, 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 someone has written a fic where. Um, the uh, thing where, where, like, the star of India, uh, like, the, from the Grand Jewels, is, is actually like this mystic artifact, and it was meant to go somewhere. <laughs> nope, nope, colonialism. Just the Grand Jewels, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> colonialism fucks everything up again. Hate <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 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 it. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, yeah. So you've got. It's just the one left, left, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, the, helmet, the helmet, I think. Yeah, yeah the helmet. Yeah. So you pick up the helm. Uh, Have a look at your hat. And uh, start looking it over. So to begin with, um, this ancient piece of bronze work is in astonishing condition for its age, in that it is mm. not a worthless lump of verdigris. Mm. Uh, it mm. shows, shows signs of regular care, cleaning, polishing, and oiling that has carried on for so long that the original engravings upon its surface have worn down to fine, faint lines. Um, so it is actually bronze-coloured as opposed to green. Now, you can just about make out images of tall figures wielding what appear to be hammers interacting in some fashion with smaller figures. But you can't work out exactly what's going on in the images uh, because they're so faded. They have, though, been worked into into the stylized images of wings along the uh, helmet's size, uh, sides. It's like wings, but also a little story. 
The helmet shows signs of active use, uh, places where dents have been hammered out and then smoothed again as well. And it's in these places that the engravings are the most broken up or just outright missing. Uh, the images themselves are additionally broken up by flat inlays of yellowish-green tourmaline, placed at aesthetically pleasant intervals. Mm. The interior of the helmet is cushioned with soft animal hide, possibly ghost doe skin. Mm. The helmet is long, conical, and designed to protect the face, neck, and head. There are thin, curved eye holes that permit vision, and a vertical slit beneath the nose guard allows for speech and breathing. Processing the just barrage of weird small hints and, and flashes that you get scamp you are able to determine the following the orinth helm for so it is known was fashioned by giant artisans nearly two millennia prior as a helm for their chosen champion among the armies of smaller folk in the long war when worn by an attuned user the orinth helm turns the user's skin to bronze, giving them resistance to all non-magical damage at the price of vulnerability to lightning damage. Once per day, an attuned user can channel the power of the helm's forges to gain the strength of a fire giant, strength 25, for one hour. Once this power is invoked, the user is beset, is beset by a terrible hunger. For the next 24 hours, they must eat as much as 20 normal humans to live. Fortunately, their metabolism increases to accommodate this consumption. You mean the amount that a normal human eats, not not 20 people? No. Right? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do not. You are not compelled by the urge to consume 20 people. Wow. <laughs> that are, would be a lot. You are consumed by... There's a whole fee-fi-fo-fum yeah. yeah. and bones <laughs> and bread. Yeah, Although, interestingly... The uh, one human would probably co uh, would probably accommodate that urge. Wow! If you were so inclined. Okay. <laughs> so you can, yes, you you can, if you wish, eat a person uh, to 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 accommodate uh, having fire giant strength for for an hour. That's crazy. Um, Just glad Nadalyn Falatza's not still alive. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, but yes, this uh, also, without significant modification. It cannot easily be. It cannot effectively be worn by Scamp because of the horns. Oh, oh, it was like you might be able to get it modified, but I'm sorry, but just the horns. It wasn't built for it. I mean, Babe. maybe actually. Hold up. You you try it on Scamp's head. I mean, it kind of fits in that it's large enough that it can go over the horns, but you've got this weird rattling situation because that your head is comfy. quite small. It feels weird. Like it's not uncomfortable. There is the soft, the soft cushioning, but it is just resting on your horns. It feels weird. <laughs> I feel like if you poke it, it like swings. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Is there a weird like echo in there? <laughs> ah. It's actually a particularly strange scamp, um, because you feel it pressing a little against your horns. Like, as if it's trying to make itself comfortable in some way, but can't quite manage. Hmm. It feels weird. I don't like it. Do you want uh, to put it on someone up. else? Yeah. Who? 
Causing you try it. All right. He takes off his uh, tricorn and uh, puts it on. He goes, well, if... Okay, the <laughs> helmet is, be... is, is, a, is a little big for your head at first. Because you watch oh. as the helmet shrinks down to accommodate Corzin's skull. I'm going to immediately try and take it off him. Okay. Oh, that's... It's as difficult to pull off as it is to pull a normal helmet off someone. Okay, just checking. Carry on. I'll put it back on him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, had, that, a, had a moment. Valid. That's yeah, what happened no, with the braces. That, that's fair. Yep. All right, good, good to know then. Um, do, do I feel any different? Um, you you feel a strange sense, like it's trying to, like like there's a resonance to it, trying to connect with you in some way. If you were to spend an hour attuning to it, its effect might come come about. Okay. So its effect being um, resistance, resistance to all non-magical skin. damage, because your skin turns bronze, but you're also uh-huh. vulnerable to lightning damage. Okay. Weirdly, do you have do you have I forget do you have um uh, do you have armor that makes you resistant to lightning damage? I do. It's the, then it would uh, cancel it out, coat. and you would just take lightning damage as normal. Oh, huh. interesting. That's. Yeah, the dragon stuff makes us all yeah. immune to lightning. Yeah, yeah, it it, it cancels out. I'm not immune to lightning. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but if you drank, if you drank from the the turtle's wrath, you could be <laughs> vulnerable Pass. to random damage for twenty four hours, which is great, by the way. Pass. <laughs> all right. Well, this. This doesn't seem terrible, although hmm, I'm not sure it quite goes with the rest of the uh, uh, the get up here. But hmm. I mean, you'll then be a heavily armoured metal sort of, man um, uh, moving his head around experimentally, seeing how it's um, it's really uh, comfortable. How snugly um, the, 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 it now fits like on his head. You, it kind of slightly cuts off your peripheral vision a bit because it is it, it, because of the design of the helm, but you can kind of see out of it. It's quite comfortable. Um, Who's got better? Celestia's got better perception. Celestia, Corson looks a little bit more tanned than usual. Hmm. Your skin looks weird. How so? Like you're going to be made of metal soon? In about I, an hour. I, yeah, I kind of like <laughs> move my head around. Shiny, shiny. Oh. Yeah, now you mention it, <laughs> it hasn't been that sunny, has it? No, it's, no it's you're going to be made of metal soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're turning into bronze, darling. That's what's happening. Ah, all right. Um, possibly not the best thing right now, but good to know. And he does take the helmet off. Okay. Over the course of the next... Like, you had it on for two minutes. Over the course of the next two minutes, your skin returns to its normal shade. <sighs> that was right. interesting. Well, that could be potentially useful. Yeah. yeah. Um, we will be super conspicuous for always, but we were already, so... I mean... I think, kind of, um, like, if we know we're going into a fight, definitely this is a thing to hold on to. Yeah, I mean, hell, you'd be fucking intimidating if you were as armed as you are and also made of bronze and wearing a terrifying-looking helmet. (laughs) Putting it it on, um, you imagine that once this is complete... Right. You know the Bronze Colossus in the 1960s Jason and the Argonauts movie? The one with the the stop-motion one. Uh, Yeah. yeah. You kind of look like that, 
uh, a halfling if, version but, of that. But if, but if a like if a, if an ancient uh, hoplite forgot most of their armor and then turned up in the eighteen and then turned up in the eighteenth century <laughs> and just made do with what they could find. Excellent. Hmm. Not at all conspicuous. Mm, I do love the thought of causing running into battle as a robot man, though. Uh, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we'll um, we'll certainly keep that. For- My God, like a two foot ten man with twenty five strengths. <laughs> Jesus, that's absurd. So so good. Genius. Oh, do you want to try it? <laughs> you know, I just thank you for the offer, but I'm looking at it and I've just had enough of stuff with weird side effects. I just can't bring myself to want to put it on. <laughs> that's <laughs> fair very enough. welcome I to see. the yeah, fucking thing. Totally valid. I sort of should ask. Also, it's much funnier on you. <laughs> Does that. <laughs> okay. And with that, you have now identified each of these items. Um... I'm glad it's not permanent. That would be something to explain to Molly. Uh, yeah, maybe she'd be into it. Who knows? Mm, he scratches his head slightly sheepishly. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that in mind, uh, I think your next plan is to head out and prep and begin a jailbreak. Jailbreak! And that, I think, will be a good place to pick up after these, no doubt important, messages. Welcome to the Gilded Lily. We have all manner of things for your comfort. Baklava, tea, congenial company, an opportunity to like, rate, share and subscribe to Flintlocks and Fireballs and visit their Patreon. And no shadows in the basement. Only zombies. And welcome back. So, it's about two quarter past two in the morning. You conclude your experiment, you conclude your identifications, you conclude your scrying, and you now know the way to the city hall. What's your next plan? Well, I think- I'm gonna wear this amulet. Just say you should, honestly. You can yeah. unlock a lock. That's actually really unbelievably yep. helpful I'm having for what it. we're it's about mine to do. Now. I mean, I'll give it back if anyone asks, but it's mine now. Yeah. Fair okay. enough. I you think we should definitely it. stake the place out just to uh, see what the layout is from the outside. Definitely. And if there are any convenient walls we can break through. <laughs> I realize we were talking about this on the break, but didn't say it on air. So say this now. So we might want to like yeah. sound this yeah. plan out for the listeners. If this does, this this helmet does indeed turn your skin into bronze, I think there's a fair chance I might be able to actually punch my way through a wall. <laughs> I mean, that that's... sounds amazing. It does. Um, not in the I... slightest bit subtle. Oh, so not <laughs> subtle, but so funny. No, well... What if you I'm cast silence saying... first? That's also... a very good idea. Um, I'm not saying it's necessarily the first plan we want to go with, but we want to keep our options open, don't we? Hey, yeah, it would work. You Definitely. might want to put the hat on now, then, to start. Hilarious. Right, you are then. 
Scamp. You, yeah. as you <laughs> place the amulet around your neck, you feel just a weird sense. Positioning this. Yeah, you just feel a pull. Like something, just like your attention just goes very slightly southward. Huh. You can, you with a little bit of effort, you can refocus onto the task at hand. But when your attention drifts, you just find your gaze turning southward. Huh. Right, let's do the thing. Yes. Okay. Or at least attempt to. <laughs> yes. So if you're if you're doing that, then you spend an hour as the uh, as Corzin's skin turns to bronze. Can we go and like do some scouting? You can do scouting first. While yes. we do that, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like while he's attuning, genuinely. Sure, I'll say you can. Because you don't have to like we can just sit, sit and, and attune, do you? Yeah, um, I suppose mm. I'm gonna have to worry about if I walk past any magnets. Ah, uh, good <sighs> question. Uh, well, actually, not if it's bronze, because it's not a magnetic material. Oh. I mean, That's do you correct. have to sit in a sheen? That's a question. Or I thought... Can you just, just wander check. about with I it on for a while? I think you do, actually. I think it does take... I think you have to rest. Uh, you have to tune on a rest normally. Could we go and stare at the prison while we attune? Yeah, yeah, if you want to sit down outside for an hour. That's more like, or less yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. okay. So you, you, take, you take the time and head up towards... Uh, head out and towards City Hall. It's not too far from the docks. It's a few streets removed. Uh, but you can see how it was a relatively simple move to, to, to take them to that uh, part of the... Uh, to, to take them there. City Hall is a... It's kind of built, been built in almost classical style with like uh, fluted columns and such. Lots of white painted stone uh, with a dome on top. Mm. Uh, there are long windows uh, and the like, currently just uh, of glass, when curtains drawn. Uh, and there is a very impressive, uh, a moderately impressive, this is a colonial city, series of steps out front up uh, to the columned facade. Round the back, however, is the sort of the working entrances. Uh, and it is there that you can see a number of, um, oh, what would this be? I think they would still be red-coated soldiers pulling double duty with the watch here, because uh, it's a technically still a military operation at this point. Uh, so there are red-coated soldiers standing guard. I mean, there's a couple by the entrance, but uh, more around the back. Uh, and you do notice, because your luck is in, uh, one uh, a pair of slightly annoyed guards uh, taking a rather stumbling, drunken-looking half-orc into one entrance, uh, where you see they have a short conversation before being waved through. What looks like, you would guess, the entrance to the local jail portion of, the, uh, of this hall. Mm. Okay. Looking at it, you can see that most of the building is sort of one complex, but there is a sort of walled-off rear garden. Um, you're not inside, so you can't see a lot of details of that garden, but you can tell from the trees that there is a garden there. Uh, and it connects, it is 
sort of continues on from the onwards from the portion of the wall where the door where the guards uh, drag that uh, sort of drag that drunkard into are. Do you think you could use Marjorie to have a look inside? Um, there's, well, a pigeon's not all that unusual in a city. Yeah, I can give it a go. Yeah, I don't think anyone would notice a pigeon. Well, they might, but also if they do, they're not going to think anything too much of it, other than Hopefully chasing not. her out. Yeah, it's a pigeon. Okay. Uh, where do you want to send Marjorie? Um, do you say there's a little bit of a gardeny bit? Yes. Um, in there initially and just have a look around. It is dark. Give me a stealth check with advantage for Marjorie and a perception check with disadvantage. Because oh, her no. current form is, does not have night vision. No, it doesn't. I suppose uh, it is her eyes, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, her wisdom's better. Her. It's better than mine. So let's, <laughs> let's not worry about that. Uh, <laughs> I love that the pigeon's wisdom is better than yours. <laughs> Um, so stealth with advantage is fifteen. Okay. Was the uh, well, and perception with disadvantage is fifteen. Okay. Amazing. So Marjorie flutters off your shoulder and circles around, perching on the edge of the uh, of the uh, wall, kind of peering and looking around. Okay. So things you can see about the garden. First of all, uh, you notice that uh, it is lovingly manicured. Uh, it's a well-kept garden. The gardener clearly takes pride. Uh, there are a variety of plants native to the region, uh, including some, uh, well uh, some well-topiary trees. There is also, across one wall, uh, a, large a large and storied uh, series of uh, dents from various bullets where it has been used as a firing range. Mm. Oh, that's grim in a garden. Mm. Mm. Uh, indeed it is. Uh, however, uh, looking around the rest of it, you can see that there are several, uh, doors that back onto the garden with windows that look into it. Uh, these doors are not guarded, uh, because, well, they're behind a wall. So, peering through the windows with Marjorie's 15, uh, she can, and you can through her sight, uh, see a few things. Okay, so also you can see three windows uh, and three doors, appropriately enough. Behind door slash window number one, <laughs> you can see what appears to be uh, some sort of office or study. There is a desk, there are writing implements, uh, there are Tyrian's, uh, not Tyrian style, well, not the vertical Tyrian style blinds, but the horizontal ones. Uh, sorry, not, not the horizontal blinds, but the, but the vertical ones where you can twist a thing and the, and the slats turn. Yeah. Um, and the, someone has uh, neglected to turn the slats before retiring uh, from work for the day, so you can see into it quite clearly. Hmm. Uh, the next one along... Uh, has a much smaller, uh, thinner uh, so, uh, window, uh, and it is quite up near the top. Uh, it seems to let, uh, it does not have curtains as far as you can tell. Um, but it's also not really possible from this vantage point without getting right up to it to see what is inside. The third one, uh, is uh, again quite a larger window 
has Tyrian blinds, but these ones are closed, thus making it difficult to see what is within. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, trying to think about how this is organized. Yes. Uh, these windows, by the way, are actually quite spaced out as well. Uh, so, uh, so along the back of this area, there is further along uh, a large at the far at the at the fourth thing along this long wall is a pavilion of sorts, which opens up to a series of doors flanked with uh, long sort of almost like bay windows. And Marjorie, looking through those, can see what appears to be some sort of dining or reception area. Okay. Hmm. But. None of them look like they lead to cells or are obviously going to cells. Not as far as you can tell. They all seem to be uh, wooden do- uh, solid wooden doors. Ugh. Didn't they say the cells were underground? Yeah, yeah they said but... next to, under the, um, was it the magistrate's office? Oh, well, one of them's an office. Okay, that might be it then. Might be under there. So, it might be a way through the office. Yeah. Okay. Right, worth checking out there. Okay, can you send Marjorie in there? Or is that too hard? Uh, these windows are closed. Ah. So you'll need some way of opening the windows, and Marjorie has tiny little pigeon feet. <laughs> and also in my we head, send she in just Jeffrey. Won't because she's a diva. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we send she's Jeffrey a... in. Oh, oh Jeffrey could probably do it. That's Jeffrey... a terrible idea. Jeffrey should not go in to try and break into an office. Jeffrey has. Didn't we work out that Jeffrey has better um, thieves' tool skill than you? Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> That's if he's not proficient, yeah. sounds pretty. Yeah, Jeffrey's not actually yeah. proficient. Scamp is pretty good with thieves' tools. Yeah. Mine's a six. Yeah. Or was it that Jeffrey? Jeffrey's definitely better than you at something. Oh wait, Jeffrey does have thieves' tools proficiency, uh, but his modifier is lower, so I am just oh, above him. Still. You are just above. Him. He's got a Sorry. five. That's insane. You're only I just better than your monkey with thieves tools. <laughs> He's wiser than me. Uh, incredible. He's got a better con than Celestia. Yes, he ha- he does have a better con. And than I think Celestia. he has the same charisma as Corzin. <laughs> Jeffrey's MVP, <laughs> and nothing will persuade me otherwise. Um, <laughs> That's entirely plausible, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, bring out the golden, golden capuchins. So with the office. <laughs> Is there a way we could get into it, like, from an outside wall? Is it, like, walled into the building? Does that make so any sense? The, so there is a, there is a seven-foot... Well, they're security-minded, and they prefer their privacies. There's actually a ten-foot tall... Uh, retaining wall around the whole of this uh, uh, around the whole of this garden area. Uh-huh. Uh, there, are n- there is... Would they have a back entrance? No, they wouldn't. There is no doorway into the garden from the outside. It's meant mm-hmm. to be accessed from within the city hall uh, okay. complex. Um, the and to discourage casual intrusion, uh, there are little iron spikes on the top. The kind which are not so sharp as to impale you. Uh, I mean, they're meant to impale you a little bit, but sharp enough <laughs> that they'll go through your shoe if you climb over them. Mm. Like they're not, they're not like razor-sharp points, but uh, they're, they're, they're kind of like pointed and slightly blunted, and I can attest from personal experience that they will go through the sole of your shoe. Oh, I remember that day. Yeah. <laughs> we, we climbed over a fence. A park. <laughs> we were trapped in a park, and 
it went through the sole of Jason's shoe. It was sad times. <laughs> that is far from the only time I have been walking in a park too late and accidentally gotten locked in and had to climb over the fence to get yeah. out. <laughs> I seem to recall getting injured that day as well. I can't remember in what way, but I remember we were both very sad. That must have been <laughs> a weird date. <laughs> Scratched your leg or something. <laughs> it was a weird date. Or, or bruised it. I anyway. can't what park it was either. I think, was it, was it back in, back in Batley up north? Might have been, yeah. Like, oh, this is uninteresting, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> Regardless, yes, it's it, 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 if you you get the feeling that climbing over it uh, incautiously would be uncomfortable and painful. Mm. Well, but fly. you could climb over it. But you can fly. Oh, you can fly. <laughs> That's the point. Hmm. So. How do we want to do this? Do we want to go in stealthy, or do we want to just throw yeah. cores in through a wall? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that sounds so good, but sounds I really so do fun. think we should try stealth. You are yes. currently sort of like loitering a little bit while Marjorie does some inspection and, stu- and studying. Um, you said you want to spend an hour attuning. Do you yep. want to do it lo- leaning against this wall? I have pictured a sat somewhere nearby. Okay. I would like you to make... Uh, like, not just leaning on a wall mm. outside the prison for a whole hour. In which case, I would like you all to make a stealth check, not so much for f- partly for finding a place, but also for kind of, like, looking unobtrusive, sitting on a bench in the middle of the night. Actual 20. End. 17, which is good mm. for me. Still, so that's 23. Okay. I don't even have that bad a stealth skill. My dice just know, so, like, no. <laughs> Yeah, you get stealth. Fine. I'm assuming I've turned my coat the dark way. But yes, you've turned yeah. your coat the dark way. So you're stupid. Um, <laughs> so you settle down uh, on a on a bench that is uh, actually a street away, but like you can still get a view of the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is fortunately uh, there is fortunately a bench that has uh, been provided uh, for the ease of people sitting down. There is even a little plaque on the bench. Uh, saying uh, in memory, uh, it, just, ah, yes, uh, saying in memory of Sir William Higgs, hmm. who, who hated this place, who <laughs> hated this street. Aww. <laughs> Amazing. Because it's I know you, I was waiting for that. It's brilliant. <laughs> this is an excellent bench. I like it. Uh, so yes, as you sit on Higgs's hated bench mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for an hour, you keep a you keep a watch and uh, you kind of keep a general watch. So perception check from uh, Celestial or Scamp, Causin. You are a bit focused on letting this uh, skin. Celestia makes more sense because Scamp's probably in and out of Marjorie Land. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. In which yeah. case, uh, Scamp, if you wish, you can make a perception check as Marjorie. Yeah, go on. <laughs> ooh, ooh, that's good. Give me a good perception. I can't remember what the skill is. I'm having a moment, but um, that is a 23. Okay. 19. Okay. You keep a watch. Uh, you do not attract uh, any real attention. A couple of uh, drunks wander past at one point, but no one uh, seems to... No one seems to peg your your, your uh, position. Yeah. Uh, nor does much change, actually. Uh, again, again, the the guards that brought the drunk in come back about come out about fifteen minutes later. Uh, return to their watch. Sans drunkard, who will presumably stay in the cells until the morning. 
Mm. Uh, but otherwise, little happens. Apart from the fact that causing skin gets darker and darker until it achieves the deep, uh, until it achieves the deep burnished color of bronze. I imagine it's shiny as well. Shiny. Uh, it does reflect a little bit of light. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It's like um. It's less like you become like you know plates of metal, but more like your skin just turns, just turns into like... weirdly flexible bronze. Like Tin Man style. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, does he look like a human statue? Yeah, yeah, you look like a human statue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the like painted uh, start... people. Yeah. 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 Yes. But 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 smoother. Mm, that's cool. It's a little bit more T one thousand in like the in how mm. in how ah, smoothly okay. the flesh goes to metal. Fun, 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 fun. Well, I hope I don't need to get me oiled now. <laughs> you notice yeah. that um, as Corzin speaks, his voice has a slightly um, reverberant quality to it. Oh, you sound funny. Like someone that's a bit weird. Talking <laughs> through a pipe. Ooh, you sound great. Hmm. Huh. Resonant. Hmm. I like Your it. Tricon does actually fit on top of the helmet if you wish it to. Now, I have to um, ask: Is this uh, going to make me more noticeable or less? I think if we end up throwing you through a wall of a prison, it might be good if you look completely different the next day. So I'd say ditch the tricorn as much as it looks amazing on top of the helmet. Because yeah. if they're All looking right. for a bronze man in a bronze helmet, and then there's you having normal skin in your tricorn. Uh, I I was thinking this. Um, the only uh, thing we got to remember then is that you won't be able to communicate with me if we get separated. Could you shove oh, yeah. the plate thing in the side of your helmet? Um, could he indeed? Uh, you can. It's it's uh, you uh, the same way that you fixed it to your uh, original tricorn. You can take it out and slide it into the doe skin cushioning. Never mind then. Clink. <laughs> Excellent. Mm, it's slightly right. cool against I'll the side of this. temple. I want to just flick Corzin and see if he sounds like bronze. Dun, dun, ah, this is fun. It still feels like getting flicked, but it's a very dull feeling. It's like you're a musical instrument. All of, like, you can you can still feel the pressure, but there's but it's it's very dim. It's like you're on. It's almost like you're under the effects of heavy uh, heavy painkillers. I flick what? a couple of different bits of him and see if it's different pitches. Slightly. What note is that? I try and play a tune. Perform check. What was that? Perform check. Yes. This is brilliant. Oh, um, dirty twenty. <laughs> uh, you play what in another world would be Twinkle Twinkle Little Stars. This is the best day ever. <laughs> also, your, also your fingers hurt a little bit from repeatedly flicking a metal surface. It's not the most fun instrument to play, but it's great. <sighs> anyway. Molly's gonna hate this, and Little Cousin's gonna love it. Ah. <laughs> Yes, yes, he if is. If we end up keeping yes, this, we is. have to do this in front of him because he's going to be so excited. <laughs> Take an hour to do, but I'm I'm down for it if you are. Worth it. <laughs> I'll incorporate it into a puppet show. It'll be great fun. Yes, you can be a colossus. There we go. <laughs> okay. What so, even is our life right now? <laughs> so you turn. So you turn your. Uh, so. Uh, you turn your attention uh, towards the prison, which Scamp is to the south. Wait, no, it's not. You shift your uh, focus back to it. Right. Do we um, notice yeah. them wandering? Make a, an insight check. Um, 14? Um, you do notice them glance off down the street for a moment before looking back to it. Something over there? Mm. 
no. Not nearby, anyway. Right. We've got at least a vague direction, anyway. It's a weird answer, you alright? Yeah, I'm alright. Cool, prison okay. break. Prison break! Woo! Right. Okay, so... Oh, how heavy is causing now? That's a point I was going to ask. Does his weight increase? Yes, yes, it does. It's only By your skin. Only your skin has turned to bronze. But you now, uh, but uh, what was your previous weight? Think about My previous weight was a a robust thirty eight pounds. Yeah. Okay. You now weigh seventy six pounds. Right. I guess we wouldn't find this out any other way than me doing this. So, yeah. um, I sort of like put my hands up and may I? As in, like, asking to lift you. Go on. I try and lift. Uh, like, you can. You can lift causing normally, but it's... it's oh, it just feels like his weight has doubled. It's like the weight of a big person. Yeah. Uh, well, no. Causing is about a third the, the weight of a human normally, so it's it's like the weight of a large child. Oh, no, I swear Ooh. you're bigger than you usually Wait, are. Did you say 76 pounds was that? Yeah. Yeah. That's like five and a half stone. That's nothing. Yeah, Corson is normally like <laughs> two stone. Ah, that's like so <laughs> tiny. The weight of a quite hench ten-year-old. Yeah, yeah. You're the weight of a hench ten-year-old. Yes. <laughs> this is why. This is why. This we, is such a good revelation. This is You're why we put double, halflings on still giant half eagles. me. <laughs> oh. I weigh five, four times as much as Corson. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna get blown away in a strong breeze. I mean, it is a thing actually that I would imagine Corson would have to um, take into account on particularly you, you blustery to... days. His weight hasn't come up um, pretty realistically, but yeah. Yeah, no, no, he is. Why have we never talked about this before? This is a great revelation. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, when firing the blunderbuss, you actually have to brace yourself specially. Well, we established that if he rolls a natural one ever, I mean, lucky, but also if yeah. he rolls a second natural one, he is blasted off his feet. Oh, yeah. No, I'm waiting for that day you roll two natural ones in a row because the because the bad luck is all going to come back at once. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, Jason's no. going to fuck you up when that happens. Yeah, yeah. When halflings ro- manage to roll two natural... Like, when halflings manage to ro- roll a natural one in spite of their lucky feet, you know what happens? They get stabbed in the chest on Weathertop. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Now, the question from Corzin being this light, my main question is, why have we never thrown him before? <laughs> um, <laughs> even because... Scamp could throw him. Very throwable, just saying. <laughs> okay, two points. Two points I feel I have to make here. One, you're absolutely right. Two, <laughs> that is, however, um, discounting the fact that he is, like, you know, that is his unladen weight. Yes, this is true. true. He has oh, weapons. Yeah. Corson's <laughs> usually wearing his own weight in weaponry. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so Corson's actual weight is close to 100 pounds. Yeah. Just over 100 pounds. <laughs> You're not that heavy normally, I swear. You've sat on my shoulders before. That's true. Um, although I would imagine that this, and he just gestures broadly at himself, is it's denser. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, you will sink Molly. in the water. Yeah, oh, that's the point. Up. I, um... Mustn't fall in the water. It's alright, you can breathe. Yeah. <laughs> they do True, every but that's not going to be particularly useful to me if I'm having to claw my way along the. Actually. Nope. D- different thought, different time. Right. <laughs> You're getting ideas, aren't you? I can tell. I could go diving to the bottom of the ocean without the need to. 
Nope. Look, different time. Different no, time. No, no. I've tried swimming really far down before for fun because why not? You can breathe underwater. And it gets really, like, pressurised. You will crumple eventually. Actually, your your skin being made of bronze would give you more resistance than usual, but even so... More that would still be crushed steps. You yeah. will crumple. That could be a very, very big problem. Yeah, um... If we weren't too deep, though, by all means. Backburner, certainly, um, if yeah. we happen to be in the, um, like, shallow basins or, or, or um... Or harbors, or something like that. Unfortunately, there are those alchemical pills you can take, which uh, counteract you getting the bends. Which <laughs> is kind of yes. amazing as a thing. <laughs> when you get up, kind of necessary as well. Yes, yeah. extremely. Yes. Bends are nasty. Hmm. Yeah, the campaign ends with Cause and like coming back up and then just dying. <laughs> oh, that would be such an anticlimax. Just out oh, of nowhere, also, just like, like such a shit reason to use up a dose of Phoenix Town. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um... like, we've done it. We've swum to the bottom of the ocean. We've killed the kraken. Ha! Huh, let's go back up to the surface and <laughs> boom. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go! <laughs> Two years for <laughs> <of> that. <laughs> that children is why you've got to take these pills. <laughs> 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 You're gonna come up quickly from the surface, from down below. This whole campaign gonna turn out to be a Norit tale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it is. Anyway, you look after a bit of focus, not south, but at the prison. What is your plan? Ah, uh, right. We should go stealthily over the top. Yes. yes. What are we doing once we get in there? We're just trying to creep past? Are we knocking people out? Are we confusing people? Uh, we're going to try and get into the office. Yeah. And find a way down to the cells. I guess we'd just disable anyone on the way there. Actually, if confusion's any... not a bad shout. I said confuse people. Yeah. And that might say, not be a bad idea. If anyone sees us, definitely confusion's a good idea. Great. I mean, they're um, going to be a little confused already. Are we doing the thing where we break out loads of people so that it covers who we were there to break out? Depends how many idea. are down there. Well, I mean, if, it, if it's just of... the, him or them, I... Uh... Mm. I mean, do we want to risk letting out people we shouldn't? I do. We don't know what any of them have done. Yeah. It's... Um, or if any of them are dangerous. And anything they subsequently do would be on us if we did. Yeah. And also you can cast the lock spell once. Yeah. Rather than But we might need times. that to get into the office. True. Very true. I, do, I don't know exactly who this person is, but I don't imagine if they get out that hanging around is at the top of the list of their things they want to do. Mm. Yeah. Right, stealthily flying. Um, I'd rather only cast it on two of us, if that's alright. That's fine. Um, do you want to do it on me and cause and you can sit on my shoulders? Yep. Okay. You cast the spell. You feel that sa- that buoyancy as before. Causing's a little heavier this time. There's me writing it to the god. <laughs> Probably sat on it. Oh no. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Oh, oh dear. This'll do. 
This right. is a charcoal pencil. It'll do, but it's not a good option. Uh, <laughs> That's not a good option for note-taking. Slide ask, right off. Can I ask for a new stealth check, please, for going over the garden wall? <laughs> that show is good. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, oh 40. 20. Miraculous. Oh, that's that's a nine, although I don't make noise, if that makes any difference. Um, it's disadvantage to see me. It's disadvantage to see you, isn't it? So yeah. Okay, that changes things. Okay. There is you, the pair of you fly, uh, well, three of you fly up just to below roof level and sail through the air dropping down into the park. There's a brief moment where you hear someone shift around outside and a voice. Did you hear something? Uh, Yeah, don't worry about it. Rats, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to make some rat noises with minor illusion somewhere where we are not. Just give me a quick perform check. Um, Dirty 20. Yeah, do you hear it again? Yeah, those are definitely rats. Honestly, we've got to get some cats around here. I know, right? You sneak quickly and quietly up towards the set of three doors. So, door number one. Uh, with the visible office, door number two with the tall high window next to it, uh, sorry, with the narrow high window next to it, or door number three with the the, uh, Tyrian blinds. One of them has a car, two of them have goats. This is the multi problem. Sorry, there's a a reference to an old television show. Oh, I didn't understand it, sorry. Uh... Right. I was thinking more like blind date. (laughs) Blind date is Monty Hall, but with people's hearts. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just thinking from behind the doors, there are going to come voices telling me that they like long walks on the beach and yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> so, the office? Well, yeah. let's have a look, see if there's anything that we can see inside that might identify who it belongs to. Yeah, good idea. Okay. Uh, someone give me uh, an investigation check. Me, probably. Yeah. With advantage because help or only re- you can't really gain much benefit. Like there's only really enough space for one person to. Oh, start. we're like peering. You in. are peering okay, through. Different. Uh, what's my investigation? I can't remember what any of my skills are this evening. Like I usually <laughs> just remember them, but this evening I really my brain isn't working. Um, that is a fifteen. Okay. Peering through, uh, let me see. This appears to be uh, an administrative office. Uh, you kind of take a quick look through. Someone has, honestly, whoever left 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 because they were sick and tired of work because they've left their ledgers open. Uh, oh. And you can see what appears to be uh, an account, a book of accounts, mm-hmm. uh, charting wages and uh, equipment purchases. Would that mean it's the magistrate? Uh, this tells you. This suggests accountant rather than magistrate. Nah, it's account, not right. Okay, um, so the other one, there's one with a similar sort of blinds, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's probably an office too. Probably, one would imagine. Should we go there? Might as well. Yeah. 
Okay, you slip round to that uh, one. Again, closed blinds. Can't really clearly see what's in there. What would you like to do? Have a listen, check there's no one in there. Okay, someone give me a perception check. Again, one person. I will listen. Okay. That is going to be a... Ooh, that's... Uh, 24. Okay, 24. No, sorry, 24. Uh, tw- uh, 22, rather, sorry. 22, okay. Um, you press your ear to the door and to the window. The window... Don't really hear anything. But pressing your ear to the door as well, just as you're about to peel away, you hear just a very muffled, <clears throat> someone coughs. There's someone in there. Right, good to know. Uh, okay. Um, it's Sanctum Denier, isn't it? Yeah. I think so. Out of character, does that mean that detect thoughts won't work through a door? Uh, it is a divination type. Thought so, magic, yeah. yeah. Couldn't remember what the rules were on that one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do we want to check the other door first? Yeah, let's see. Have a listen at the other one for a start. Yeah. Can't hear it. Okay, give me another perception check. Again, causing, I think. Right. He's closest to the ground. It feels like yes. a good place to listen. <laughs> Maybe he's listening at the crack under the door, you know? Yeah. Okay. Listening at the crack. <laughs> That's a 15. <laughs> Press your ear. You don't hear anything. Nothing. Right. Okay, um. Should we check for traps and things? Yes. Okay. Of course, That's I'm not. Investigation check. <laughs> well, I don't know. You're as good at finding them as I am. It's just yeah, getting true. rid of them. It's traps investigation or perception? Investigation uh, for traps. It. Um, again, 15. Uh, you don't find any traps, but this door is locked. Okay, let's locked, try it. Not trapped, though. Okay. Um, I'm not going to use the spell yet. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. use it for if we really need it. Okay. Right. Okay, so which dice this one will do? Okay. Ooh, 21. Okay. No more than that. Twenty-two. Okay. Nice. With a, quick... <laughs> I was using Jeffrey's modifier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with a quick bit of uh, careful work, you manage to get the door the door quietly open. It swings open noiselessly at your touch. Okay. You are able to make your way. You can see beyond. There is a narrow bit of corridor, which T junctions at the end, and on the right hand wall there is a door closed let's give it a look shall we because there can't just be one way to the cells sure that goes through an office that seems weird people going in and out all day yeah okay so do you want to check the door on the right or do you want to look around the corner the uh, oh well either corner there are two corners it's a t-junction door on the right first yeah yeah how do you want to do this um, what, Obviously, what not are we killing at? the door, but um, <laughs> murder it. So it's a door? it is a straight up wooden door. There is no keyhole. Let's yes. have a little listen then. Okay, perception check. Okay. Go as in. 
Natural one, but lucky. Hey. <laughs> okay, that is a dirty 20. Okay, you, kneel, you, you listen at the door. You don't hear anything, though as you wake your way up, there, you do clunk your head, and there is a very fine ding sound. But after a moment of listening out, no one seems to have heard it. Can't hear anything. All right, Trevor, looking here. How does this door line up with the other d- oh, it looks probably to be, office? It looks to lead to the second door, uh, to the second uh, window, which was high and thin. Okay. Let's have a look in this one. Is it locked? Oh, is it trapped? Have a look for traps. Make an I mean, investigation check. Look... Is it trapped? Uh, make an investigation check. Pew. Um, well, I probably don't know. That's a 12. You cannot see any traps and there is no fine. keyhole. Absolutely fine. Okay. Carefully um... open it. Okay. Take the handle. Carefully turn it and take a peek. It is a store cupboard. There are shelves and shelves of various <laughs> small mundane objects. Um, there's spare paper. There's stacks of. Uh, uh, there, there are small boxes of pens, uh, stationery, various things that you would need uh, in a in an administrative hub. We made a very big deal in that broom cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> there are some brooms. Well, we've uh, proven that they're not particularly possessive of their um, uh, office supplies. Yes, uh, there is a know. thin amount. There, there was, there would be in the daytime a thin amount of light coming up from that high window, uh, but they haven't, they haven't wasted walls. They haven't wasted putting a window in much of this room uh, because that then they have more space for shelving. Well, yeah, personally, I always keep my stationery under armed guard, so I'm, sh- I'm shocked. <laughs> is there any paper? There is lots of paper. Does it have like a letterhead on it? <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. Roll an investigation check. It's a very good question. I've just thrown that dice somewhere completely <laughs> random. That's <laughs> uh, a 13. 13. Uh, <laughs> I just threw it up in the air, nowhere near my rolling track. <laughs> oh Not that you can immediately see, but are you willing to spend a minute looking? Nah, but okay. I am going to steal some paper. Okay, you grab, some, you grab a small wedge of paper. You now For my have... drawing. Yep, you Yay. now have uh, you now have a wedge of paper. Yay. <laughs> uh, okay, that is that is the store that 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 is the storage cupboard. Cupboard. <laughs> uh, which way do you want to look around the T junction at the end? Assuming that is what you want to do, what do you wish to do? Um, oh, I mean, peer both ways, but carefully. Yeah. Cousin, stick your head round. Okay, cousin. Yep. Okay, you get to the it. smallest. Okay, you said you're peering around carefully. I, want, uh, I would like a stealth check from you as well, please. Yep. Now that you're into the building. Uh, that is a. That's a 10. 10. Cool. Can Does I also stealth check from the other least. pair of you, please? Yes. A silent 10, as it were. That is a hell oh, seven, no. friends. Fourteen, <laughs> but disadvantage to see me. Cousin, you peer around the court, around... Uh, oh, Cousin, just roll me a luck check, please. Okay. Uh, that, that, that'd be a nine. You peer around the left corner first, 
Gatsby, you can see that the that the corridor goes down a little bit way. Uh, there is another another. Uh, it turns off to the left, uh, presumably to that first accountancy office, and to the right there is a door that leads somewhere else. Turning your head to the right, you can see uh, the corridor continues on again, turning round to permit access to that third third office, the one with the. Uh, with, the, with the shut blinds. There is also a set of stairs that lead down somewhere, uh, and standing in front of those stairs are two guards uh, who are both looking at you with surprise and confusion. Uh, regardless of whether this goes into combat, this is a high-intensity situation, so roll initiative. Yeah, I immediately want to do something, so... Ooh. So do I, but that's not going to happen. 23, seven. I might be able to. Oh no, that's a seven. <laughs> uh, what was uh, Scamps? Seven. Okay. Seven uh, for us both then. Okay, and let me just roll for the guards. Okay. Uh, so, Celestia, uh, you, glancing on, you see Corzin's eyes widen. As he, as he notices I look where something. he's looking. You quickly oh, spin round and, yeah. Okay, and I'm, two guards. my immediate reaction um, is I breathe in and uh, the rainbow spirit kind of... Inhales into your lungs. Yeah, inhales into my lungs. I go and sort of gesture as though blowing a kiss yeah. and blow it out. And um, rainbow gas goes towards them. I'm going to cast confusion, which is um, wisdom a save. wisdom save. I do have the spell at the back of my notebook, so you don't cool. need to find it. I don't. Because they rolled in order a natural 19 <sighs> and a natural 20. Fucking balls. Uh, Big balls. And seeing you do that and feeling something happen to them, uh, even though it's not clear, these guards, they're trained, uh, they are going to shout out. Uh, they're, go they're going. One of them is going to call out, "Intruders!" Uh, uh, while fuck. the other one is going to level. Uh, it's actually their interior. They are basically on guard duty, so they don't have. It's not like they have guns drawn. They're slung across their backs. Uh, but he is going. To, they are both going to pull up truncheons, uh, and uh, uh, and raise them threateningly. Uh, and the other one is going to hold. They're both kind of hold action. Uh, uh, and actually, no. They they would call out uh, out uh, at stab. You, you there! Uh, surrender! Uh, and they are going to run forwards, I think the pair of them, and hold action to it, uh, to presumably use their truncheons to try and subdue. Just trying to decide if there's anything so else. So the pair of them are now in melee range of Celestia and Corzin, but not Scamp, who's right. a bit further back. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll, what they, they will do... Have they come further enough to sit around to see them round the corner? Can they actually see me yet? Uh, they're at the corner. I think with the stealth roll you rolled before, knowing what their perception, passive perception is, they don't immediately notice you. Cool. Uh, but they do notice Celestia and Corzin, uh, and are now in melee with them. And what they will do depends on what Corzin does. I'm just having a look. If there's anything I want to do with a bonus action, give me two seconds. Cool. As they are oh, okay. Um, 
They're calling you to surrender. I think I'm just going to give a glance to Cause and just go, help. <laughs> um, you see a, an awkward flash, which is the best way I can describe it, of Rainbow, and you get inspiration, my darling. Okay. Um, D8 when you want it. Right. Excellent. I can't actually... Um, well, I mean, I'm in melee with them, aren't I? You're in melee range. They've not yet attacked. Right. But they, have thr- but they are, th- are demanding that you stand down and surrender. All right. I'm going to attempt something potentially a little bit um, uh, dangerous. I'm going to attempt to uh, grab... Like They've got their, uh, their truncheons out, right? Yep. Yeah, they do. So I'm going to um, attempt to grab them both by the wrists and pull them down so they clash heads. Oh, okay. Uh, as you do so, they're going to release their held actions and both. Uh, uh, so they both attempt to get in a truncheon strike as you, uh, as you reach up. Um, no. Okay, one of them manages to hit with the truncheon. Okay. Uh, it's cocked. Uh, and you would take five points of damage. Uh, but you actually take two as it right. clangs against your bronze flesh. Boom! Uh, you then grab them. Okay, uh, for the purposes of this, I'm going to call this uh, two... You can make uh, two unarmed attacks. So Two just, unarmed attacks. Okay, one yeah, second. So using your strength modifier and proficiency and then uh, one plus your strength modifier per damage. Right, because yeah, my... Um... My my strength is effectively twenty five right now, yeah. so that's a plus. Uh, only if you only if you have used if you if you are choosing to use the fire the the fire giant strength you can if you wish. Uh, yeah, to be honest, okay. I, okay. there's no reason not let's, to. At this let's point. assume that let's assume that yeah oh yeah he was planning your plan so you already engaged this so yeah uh, before you entered so I forgot to say this then. Uh, when you chose when you willed the uh, decided that you wanted the strength. Uh, and which I guess you do at this moment, normally take an action, but you would have said this up beforehand, uh, you feel just like your 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 blood heat. Like, uh, like, but really heat. It feels like fire is running through your veins. And it hurts at first, but then you get used to it, and you just feel hot and ah. strong. <laughs> so, yes, uh, I guess it's plus... 20, so five, two, 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 plus seven. So eight points of damage for, from unarmed attacks if they hit. Wow. Right, and two hit would presumably then go up uh, to... Accordingly as well, yeah. So seven plus your proficiency, which is, what, four at this level? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so 11. Yeah, so... All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Basically, I think anything but a one on these, on these fine folks <laughs> might do it. Causing smash. Okay, that's uh, oh, that'll be a twenty-one. <laughs> yep. And a fourteen. <laughs> okay, you grab the pair of them uh, uh, and uh, by the heads as they get in and shoot them together. Bonk. <laughs> uh, eight damage each. They do have more than eight hit points, uh, but I will, for the sake of Kulf, uh say that allow you to count one of those as your offhand attack. Uh, and get and let you pay get a third punch in on one of them if you want. Yeah, I will so do. So you, you clong them together and they're momentarily stunned, and then you can just do a sucker punch. 
Okay, so... Uh, that will be a 17. Yeah, no. One of the uh, one of them, you then just punch in the solar fle- plexus, their eyes roll up and they drop to the <gasps> ground. So that one is now gone. Uh, is is out for the count. They are unconscious. <laughs> unless you just unless you wanted that to be lethal. Uh, but no, I no, I'm just yeah. knocking him out. Yeah, yeah, no, he's just like uh, like v- vaguely making groaning sounds on the floor, stunned and useless. Uh, that makes it unless you've got any. Uh, use your bonus action for the third attack. So yeah. scamp. Right. Um. I'm gonna cast greater invisibility. Okay. You vanish. And head for the stairs. Okay. You easily slip past them. Uh. I'll say with your thirty feet of movement, you are able to get down to the bottom of the stairs. So. Uh, and uh, at the bottom, you are able to see that the stairs turn around uh, to and immediately uh, come to an, uh, to another door, uh, which is currently closed. Uh, uh, do you want to open the door? Not I mean, if I can, it's yeah. But it's actually to open a freaking door, you know, or part of your movement. <laughs> I'll say you can do it. So you pull open the door, push open the door invisibly, and beyond you can see there is uh, a cell block. There's a narrow passage that goes between the two sets of cells and uh, across 20 cells total you can see there are eight prisoners uh, one of whom is the bone white skinned uh, Achin that you saw earlier in the evening uh, looking despondent in the corner of a cell but head picking up as the door opens Um, there are also as I say seven others uh, a mixture of orcs, humans, and halflings. Uh, one of them, of which is the uh, is the drunk half orc, uh, who's like as this is happening. Inside, you can see there are four guards, uh, who two of whom are in the process of standing up from a uh, from stools they were sitting on. Two of which are already stood and are in the process of. Uh, readying they know that there's an intruder uh, of drawing pistols at or club or, or truncheons so there's four in here total okay okay that's the end of the round it's back to Celestia so as far as I'm aware mm-hmm. um, what can what can I actually directly see? So My you can see uh, there are two sets of... Uh, so that you can see that in front of you there is the corridor that goes down. And both and, the guards that were with us are down now. Yep, and there are stairs that go down. One guard is down, one is still up. One got sucker punched by Colossus Corzin. Okay. Uh, both had their heads smacked together, so one is woozy but still standing. He's probably not looking very good. And you just heard the door open from down below the stairs. I'm going to grab the guitar off my back. Raise it up like a baseball bat and just go down and just smack him on the head with it and have a shocking grasp. Okay, uh, spell attack. Um, yes. Um, that's. Oh, what's my spell attack? I never use it. Give me a minute. Um, Nine. Thank you. <laughs> Thirteen. Uh, that is enough to hit. Yay. Roll 3d8 lightning damage. Mm hmm. 
need another D8. Where are the D8s? Why are there no D8s? There we go. I've eaten them all! Uh, oh well, you're gonna have probably a stomach ache and some weird shit. <laughs> Multicolored shit. Locked out to come to London to eat your D8s. <laughs> That's what it was. You're full of shit. I really enjoyed that. Um, and so... D8s! And D8s! <laughs> you're a menace. I'm trying to do maths and I'm laughing. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, no, I, w- I would not have it any other way. That's 21. Okay, I rolled yeah, really no, well. This guard uh, I rolled six, seven, and eight. flies against the wall. <laughs> Their hair stands on ends, blackens. They're essentially... Uh, it's a mixture of electrical burns and the worst tasing, and they and they just yeah. flop unconscious. I don't want them dead. Yeah, just they flop like... unconscious yeah. to the floor. Unless you say otherwise, <laughs> or draw or draw lethal weapons, I'm assuming that you are being uh, subdual in this fight. Yeah, I think that kind of party. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, those two guards are now out of commission. Um, I'm gonna run down. I guess ghost. You said there were stairs. Yep. Start going down the stairs. Okay. Uh, so you are able to reach the bottom of the stairs uh, where you, uh, I'd say, scamp hearing Celestia come. You're able to pull to the side to avoid them bumping into you. <laughs> um, that would suck. Yeah. So, mm. but you see the same sight as Scamp does. Many guards. Yeah. Yep. Four well, guards four. Uh, and eight prisoners. Okay. At this point, uh, the four guards seeing you are going to attack. Oh yeah, no, it was a dumb move to come down the stairs, mm. but I didn't know they were there, so I didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, seeing that happen, the two at the front are going to pull to the side for a moment, while the two behind uh, both unload. Uh, yeah, they're just going to... Um, they heard weird crackling sounds, shouting from above. Uh, something weird is happening. They're, they're going to shoot first and ask questions later. Uh, so Fair. they take two pistol attacks at you. Uh, well, one of them uh, pings into the wall and ricochets uh, off harmlessly into the corner. Uh, another one, however, gets a dirty 20 to hit you. Mm-hmm. So you take uh, seven points of damage as it glances. It actually hits the dragon skin uh, and you just get a heavy bruise yeah. rather than it puncturing. There's dragon skin. Mm. Uh, okay, so... The other two are going to run up and try and subdue you with their truncheons as uh-huh. well. Uh, and 17 hit your armor class? Yes. Okay. One of them manages to get in a stroke with the truncheon and deals five points of damage to you. I'm still doing fine, really. Okay, That's fine. yeah. It sort of bounce, it bangs on it off your forearm and you Ow. feel a sting, but the, but the dragon skin takes most of the blow. Fuck off. Hmm. Uh, okay. Then... From up above, you hear the sound of the door banging open as causing you glance behind and you see on the opposite end of that corridor, a door swing, uh, uh, the, the door that went the other way bangs open and four more guards rush in. Uh, these ones pistols drawn and are going to take shots at you, Corzin. Okay. Uh, so... 16? Nope. Okay, so not the first two. Uh, 18. That hits. Okay, 18 and 19. So two of the shots do strike. uh, And you would take... 
uh, five and nine, but you actually take two and four damage as the shots strike you. But and although the the you feel the hits, they are blunted and muted as they ricochet off your bronze skin. Interestingly, where the where they break the skin briefly, a tiny bit of the blood that trickles out. Uh, is not red, but appears to be uh, weirdly like blue, like bright blue, like uh, copper sulfate blue. Oh, of course, because yeah, chemistry. Copper sulfate. That's weird. It's like certain crabs have that that color blood for that reason. Yeah. So yeah, you have. Uh, so yeah, your your blood is now copper sulfate, bright blue. Uh, okay, so. That's their move. And, okay. Uh, I think that makes it... Yep, the guards who were originally there are now unconscious. Uh, and out of this fight, it's Corson's go. So there are 20 feet from you. Four guards, two in front, two behind, firing uh, their pistols. Uh, okay. since, since they've kind of seen what's happened, have decided, nope, shoot first, ask questions later. Fair. <laughs> And they've just let off a gun, so there's yeah. uh, there's no way we're stealthing. Oh this yeah, now. no, no. There there have now been multiple gunshots. Right. This is a loud. This is now a loud situation. We okay. fucked up here, didn't we? <laughs> no, we're doing right. Um, I'm, I'm actually, the, it's it makes more sense for me to use my um uh, my fists than my belaying pin at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I think the blowing pin has the option, has the possibility of adding slightly more damage, but it's up to you. Style is up to you. Well, hang on. Uh, if it's um, plus my proficiency, then that's um, a, a D4 plus 4. Yeah, you'd be able to add a D4 plus 7, because it's oh, still using seven. strength. Ah, okay. In which case, then, I will um, take out the belaying pin and get a whacking on all of these yeah. guys. Okay, I'll say you can get. To, if you're offhand, you can punch as well yep. if you want. So you fine. Have two two belaying pin attacks and one offhand punch. Right, fine. fine. Okay, so first belaying pin. Uh, that is uh, 15 to hit. Hits. Uh, for 10 bludgeoning damage. Okay, you smack one in the ribs so hard you hear it crack. They hit the wall and just slump to the ground, and and they're just out of the fight. They are groan. They're not. They're not unconscious, but they are just like holding their ribs, groaning and whimpering, unable like, to fight. Two foot ten man whacks a uh, full grown. I assume human. Oh yeah, these um, these are human. Uh, the ones at the. F- I'd say the one, the two at the back are humans, the two at the front are halflings. So since this is one of the ones at the front, you actually, you send this other halfling flying. (laughs) Okay, second one. Uh, That is a 17. Hits, roll damage. Oh, that's 11 bludgeoning damage. This one, this halfling flies to the ceiling, smacks it, and then falls down in a in an unconscious heap. This is legitimately terrifying. <laughs> yeah. A fucking bronze man just starts throwing you all around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the t- bodily. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, that was my um, just uh, straight up fists. Yeah. That's a thirteen. Uh, that hits. Where do you strike the, the the human? One of the humans behind. 
Yeah, oh, where do I strike him? Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry, it's got to be done. It's straight in the happy sacks. Oh. <laughs> For eight just, damage. You uppercut them there. They immediately crumble to their knees, like, squealing. Uh, they're not out and about yet, though, as they are, as they are struggling to reload their, uh, their, their flintlock. Just whimpering and unsteadily raising it to shoot again on their turn. Oh dear. <laughs> okay, that is your that is your turn. Yep. Uh, Scam. Uh, I want to get to the cell with the the person okay. in. Yeah, you. Uh, they the two guards at the front are blocking the way, so I need an, uh, an acrobatics check from you to slip past them. Okay. Or athletics if you want to shove them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do I want to do a minus one thing that says I'm immediately there? No, I don't. That's terrible. That's a six. Six. Okay, you try and slip through, but one of them just happens to move in the way that they bump against you. You go, wait, what's that? So they've noticed something, but you uh, but you are unable to move past them. It doesn't use up your action. Oh, uh, Nock has a 60-foot range. Ooh. Ah. Okay. I cast knock on the door. Okay, oh with a loud, <clears throat> the lock flink, uh, unclicks and the door swings open. Uh, the Achin immediately stands up uh, and is just, yeah, going to make a break for it. I think the two guards... Yeah, good for them. <laughs> the two guards with the guns uh, both get uh, can make an attempt to try and grab him uh, as a reaction... Uh, there's and this is his saves. One of them manages to grapple How him. How t- close uh, is it? Uh, it was actually quite. Technically speaking, it was quite close. One, like it was a natural twenty versus a natural eighteen. So mm, I don't know. It's up to you then. If you think I I'll say it was close. I know what their modifiers are. I'll say that it could work. You have a fifty percent chance of this working. I'll try it because it yeah. might be worth it. Yeah. Uh, minus four. Okay. Oh, nice. uh, just as they're four grabbing plus four to the, the either way. Yeah. Just as they grab their their clothing tears, uh, and the Achin is able to run uh, out of the way. So they get as far as the two guards at the end uh, in front of Celestia, but they are now blocking the health out. Uh, they've got... That would take 30 feet of movement. Yeah, fuck it. They are going to try and um, basically kidney punch the pair of them. Yes. They don't have any weapons, but uh, on them at least. So, uh, yeah, those both hit. Uh, they are not cause it, uh, but... <laughs> They, but they do ram their uh, uh, their fists into the kidneys of one of the guards who takes six points of damage. Uh, it's not enough to drop it, uh, but it is damage. Okay, uh, anything else, Scamp? Oh, um, trying to work out if it's worth a cantrip because that counts as casting a spell myself, doesn't it? Using an item. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just going to move some sorcery points around. I think okay. that's kind of useful. 
you refocus your 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 powers. All right then, that makes it Celestia. Ooh, um, again, I've lost track of what I can see. I'm so, so apparently my brain's like a sieve are, today. So you saw the two guards rush up, try to punch you. Mm-hmm. One of them sort of looked down at their leg and said, "What was that?" And then promptly the door, uh, the the gates, uh, 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 the cell at the back clanged open. Uh, the machine ran out, ran punched out, one of them in the kidneys. punched that same one who just looked down in the kidneys. And that's where we are. Okay. Uh, and you also heard the fire, sound of gunfire from up above, followed by the sounds of bodies hitting walls and ceiling, and a slightly light and a, and a kind of squealed wincing sound. <laughs> Causing's fine then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've just got these two next to me, and I. Yeah. Uh, I can't do a thunder wave without getting this a chain, can I? Not really. No. no. Right in the way. God damn it! Um, <laughs> and if you cool. try, and if you step back to cast it, you get scamp. I don't know that they're yeah. invisible. Um, bugger, that's my instinct. Ha- if you stepped back ten feet, you could do it. No, step back right to the edge of the corridor, you could blast the two of them. Yeah. Do I have any way of doing scamps there? Roll an intelligence check. Um, 17. Okay, you notice the guard look down and go uh, at his leg and go, wait, what was that? Fuck, so and I can't, yeah. Knowing, knowing enough fine. Knowing enough about uh, about Scamp's behaviour in the past, that's enough for you to put it together. Okay. Especially because the, the door just clanged open. Like, there's clearly magic going on. Scamp must be around, but you can't see them. I'll be fine. I do also know that they're looking all right. Fuck it. Okay. Sorry if I hit you, I just step back. <laughs> Down with the guitar that's still in my hand. Big okay. old thunder wave. I'm going to keep it to level one because I don't think these guards are like super terrifying. Especially the one that just got kidney punched. Well, yeah, um, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, so roll, roll damage. Sorry, I can't roll the damage. I haven't used in ages. Um, it is con save. <laughs> Loads. Um, 24. Excellent. <laughs> Oh, I do need a concentration check, though. I'm going to take some damage. Um, <laughs> Natural 20. Eight damage. Shot to a level one spell in ages. Okay. Uh, it's enough to drop the one who got kidney punched. They get blasted Not away. Quite the other one. Uh, the other one gets blasted away, uh, and uh, but manages to steady themselves. They're still yeah, in the fight. So the path is cleared. But the path is cleared. Yes. Uh, anything else in your turn, Celestia? Uh, I'm going to look at the Achin. Yep. Follow us, we came to help you out. Flash of rainbow inspiration. Because I think that's interesting. Um, He looks wary, but the door swung open, there's magic going on. He seems inclined to try... To trust that at least you'll get him out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will and starts to move as if to, to follow you. He also now has a D8 if he wants it. Thank you. Okay. Okay, so uh, that makes it... I actually need to roll him into the initiative. Okay, I now know where he goes. So uh, that means it is time for the jail guards to take their actions. So the one who got smoked, uh, uh, shoved back... Um, 
do his job or face the obvious threat. Uh, go for the woman who just uh, who just conjured uh, thunder with a uh, with a weird guitar. Uh, the three conscious guards are going to fire at Celestia. <laughs> uh, so one misses, tins against the wall. Uh-huh. Uh, one definitely hits. Fifteen. Uh, uh, nope. Okay, one almost hits you, but you duck out of the way, uh, seeing where they're aiming it, and it pings against the wall behind you. Uh, so you do take ten points of damage, uh, damage cool. as again there is this one actually manages to strike you in between the ribs, but the but the dragon uh, jacket takes the best uh, the worst of it. Mm-hmm. You do feel your ribs bruise though. Ow! Yeah, it's going to be a bastard until you get healing magic on that. Okay, uh, then the then the corridor guards, the two remaining ones, uh, are going to fire on Corzin. Uh, okay. Both miss. Uh, at which point, another four guards pour out of the uh, of the door behind them. Oh, come on! <laughs> You've kicked the beehive. And are going oh, to fire shots at Corzin. Two definitely miss. Sixteen. Uh, nope. One misses. One hits. Uh, and you take ten half to five points okay. of damage uh, from a shot to the chest, um, which just rebounds right. off your bronze skin, spraying a little bit more bright blue blood. Uh, Okay, that's that's uh, that's all of them gone. It's causing time. Okay. Causing smash. Right. Um, smash. So this this guy in front of me, who is um, forever holding his peace. Yes. Um, He's at this moment holding his peace. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's one other guard next to me who hasn't been injured at all yet. Yep. Um, okay. I am going to attempt to grab one of these guards by the ankles and hit the other guard with him. Okay, yes. which which one do you grab? Yes. Healthy, healthy or, or or sucker punched? Uh, the the sucker punched guard, because I mean okay. one of them's going down regardless. So I don't what you're know saying if this... is you're going to hit a motherfucker with another motherfucker. Yes, that's <laughs> exactly like what I'm going attack, to do. I want you to make uh, an. I want you to make. It's basically a grapple, so make an athletics <laughs> check. Athletics, okay, right. This is so dumb. Right, okay, so... So I've got to do some that, adjustments here. Yeah, um, are, you, are you proficient in athletics? Yes. So bear in mind this <laughs> is your proficiency, so it's, so it's basically plus 11. Plus 11, okay. Is right. this like a human guard? Yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know, it's why I had to do it! Okay, that's a 22. The favourite thing about this is that he didn't get bigger. Yeah. I know, it's genius <laughs> to be still tiny. You grab the guard by the shoulder, shove him down, pick him up by the legs, and swing him at the other guard. Okay, so there this... There is the other you... thing that does make you bigger. <laughs> yes, so... Oh. This is true. So this is... Oh, um, we need to give you both. We really do. <laughs> this item... Uh, so, so this... I'm going to say that a person is an improvised weapon, so yep. Yep. you do not get your proficiency bonus, but make an attack at plus seven. It's basically okay. an attack with a modifier of plus seven to okay. hit the other guard. Yeah, if you've not used your inspiration yet, you've still got it. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm eyeing it up. Uh, hmm. Yes, I'm going to use it. Okay, so that's plus seven and plus... 
Oh, another seven, so plus 14, that is 18. Okay. Because New- Isaac Newton, uh, <laughs> I would like you to deal... This is a large object. 1d6 plus 7 damage to both parties. <laughs> 1d6 plus... <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> okay, first d6 then. Uh, that's 8 po- uh, points of bludgeoning damage. And second... Uh, Plus seven, right? Yep. Uh, okay, that's 13 points of bludgeoning okay, damage. Okay, you knock both guards out as you run, smack one into the other. They clock heads. They uh, uh, they actually manage to both clock each head on head, and they both just hit the ground. You still have this weapon, I guess, if you want. <laughs> no, no. Like, any more is going to risk being absolutely yeah. fatal to this guy. Yeah. That was uh, your two main attacks. Uh, you can you can go for someone with a punch or a kick if you want, I'll say. I'm so sad that neither of us have seen this because we're not oh, going to no. believe you. No. <laughs> I'm going to... Okay, right. I'm going to run up to the, uh, the four other guards who have yep. come in here and attempt to do a flying kick into the first one. <laughs> Right. Yep. Okay, go for it. <laughs> okay, that's um, that's plus seven. That's eleven. N- no, not eleven. It's what I rolled on the dice. Uh, it's uh, eighteen. It hits. Roll damage, and this okay. is actually plus eleven because you have proficiency back. Is this unarmed? Of course. <laughs> right. Um. Okay. Uh. So well, it's, it's just eight, isn't it? Uh. Oh yeah. It's just uh. It's just eight. Okay. Yeah. You. <laughs> kick them in the chest, staggering them, but it doesn't drop them immediately. I'm just imagining... God, imagine if this if this was... If you were a monk with this. Oh, oh God! No. <laughs> Although monks do it with decks. Yeah. True, true. Mm. Yeah. Barbarian, though. Barbarian. Oh, barbarian with with anyone terrifying. with brawler? Just anyone with brawler, yeah. <laughs> like, I may have to time. eye up that feat after this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good feat, that. Really. Okay, so... That's bronze causins go. Yeah. Scamp. Um, am I? Where where is the the attune? Where uh, is it? In front of you, basically. Um, um, looking about, ready to run up the stairs. Oh, actually. Uh, s- nope, nope. Jail guards have already acted. Go for it. Okay. Um. How much is it? One for each. Five at secondary. Equal to the spell's level. Right. I will twin another greater invisibility okay. to keep myself invisible, but also make him invisible. Okay. I'm going to grab his hand. You reach out, grab his hand, and he just <laughs> blotches out of existence. And you Hello, hear a start it's time of, to what, go. What is that? Yes, okay. I, I will follow. Uh, uh how can how does this work with movement? He goes right after you, so I'll just say that he moves at the same time you do. Um, I would like to lead him up the stairs. Okay, yeah, you both run up the stairs. Uh, you can get as far as the corridor you were originally in. Cool. Because um, I, I, I think that's everything. Yeah, because you because you can't double move. Yeah. So yeah, he's just going to follow you then for his for his action. Uh, but yeah, you are now both at the corridor. Uh, okay, Celestia, there are three conscious uh, guards, though one of them is quite uh, battered up down below. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and yeah, two are firing at you. One, well, all three are firing at you. One is smacked about a bit. One is unconscious. Seven prisoners who are kind of like rattling in the cages, like, hey, hey, let me out, let me out as well. Um, <laughs> and what the drunk one is, there's more. <laughs> Very, How many guards slash prisoners could I get in a ten foot radius sphere? You could get radius. This is you could get the two at the back and also like I'll say two more prisoners. Mm-hmm. Or you can get the one at the front who is already quite injured and two more prisoners. Okay. Um I'm going to go for the two at the back and however many prisoners. Yep. What do you do? Um, Okay, take two and just (laughs) breathe in the rainbow spirit, blow it outwards and um, attempt to cast fucking confusion and see if it works this time. (laughs) Oh boy, does it work this time. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They are, okay, they are confused and that will affect affect them on their turns. Yeah, I've got the full effect if you need it. Cool, thank you. Uh, It's alright, I vaguely remember how this works. Uh, Okay, so, uh, speaking of which, it is their turns. So, D10, right? Yep, I've got all the effects. You don't need to leaf through the player's handbook. I can tell you which one it is. Okay, so six. Uh, Creature doesn't move and takes no actions. Eight. Uh, Creature makes a melee attack against a random creature. Seven. Uh, again, melee attack against a random creature. Four. Uh, doesn't move. Takes no actions. Okay, one of the guard. Uh, uh, so, one of the guards and one of the prisoners just start. Uh, they like look around at strange colors and things that you can't <laughs> see. Uh, the other prisoner, uh, one prisoner, attacks said prisoner uh, through their bards, grabbing them, putting their hands through, and trying to throttle that prisoner. Uh, and one of the guards immediately draws their uh, truncheon and tries to smack down the goblin guard. Uh, they hit as well <laughs> and deal six points of damage. So yeah, that's they're a bit distracted, we're going to say. Okay, uh, the one who is still Compass Mentis, however, uh, is looking at this is just going to try and I think it's going to try and tackle you they're going to go try, try and grapple you so uh, make an, athle- an acrobatics check natural 20 okay you easily sidestep them as they try and just rugby tackle you to the ground I didn't go well for you did it darling <laughs> help help they start yelling oh fuck's sake <laughs> yeah, they're going to call for help beehive has been kicked <laughs> okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Speaking of the beehive being kicked, Corzin, the three, re- four technically remaining corridor guards that you're too close for them to shoot are going to try and wail on you okay. uh, with uh, truncheons. Well, actually, the corridor is two by two, so two will wail on you with truncheons. Two will try and shoot you. Uh, one manages to get a hit in, uh, okay. and you take five half to two damage. Uh, the two at the back are going to try and fire, but their sh- shots, one hits you, but glances harmlessly off your metal skin. Uh, 
so yeah. Now I'd like you to make a luck roll, please, to see whether more reinforcements arrive. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that's a 16. No more reinforcements arrive yet. Oh, God, we really need to yeah, get out. Yeah, you've got three stars we? on GTA right now. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> helicopter's going to arrive soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> Cousin. You got three. Tar- you got four targets in front of you. One already uh, kicked in the chest. What do you want to do? Four targets. All right. Okay. Um... I'm not sure we've messed up with a watch this badly since the Evan Guard chased us in crosswalk DNA. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, like, this is really bad. Yeah. Okay. Your, your heist of your heist of the king's golden uh, chamber pot was more effective. Yeah. Was, was less less attention grabbing, I should say, than this was. Yep. Okay. Um. Right. I am going to uh, take the guy I've just um, uh, flying kicked and try and just shove him into the other three, um, knocking them all to the ground. Okay, I'm going to say... bowling. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so are you going to do this? So you're going to try and shove him to three. Okay. I mean, it's another grapple, I would assume. Another grapple. Yeah, another grapple, I'll say. And then... I kind of want you to make... You'd have two more attacks normally. Okay, I'm going to rule that you can make a... First of all, make your make your athletics check to grab the the, the, okay. the, 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 the stunned one. That's an 18. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, so... Uh, yeah... I'm going to let you do this, but because you're hitting three targets at once, uh, in, in lieu of your two remaining attacks, make three attacks, but make make them a make them a plus seven. Plus seven, uh, okay. But with disadvantage. Uh, three attacks, least. plus seven, disadvantage. Got it. Yep. Okay. First one. Uh, that's 21. Okay, the first one hits. Second one. Oh, that's uh, 25. There you go. Third one. Third one. calls in. That is a 23. Jesus. I did not roll under 20 with disadvantage three you times. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just for each of the four guards, roll d6 plus seven damage. Okay, first guard. Uh, 11. Yep. Second, Second guard. Uh, 8. Okay. Third guard. 9. Okay. <laughs> Going Fourth bowling! Guard. <laughs> Fourth guard. Fourth guard. Uh, 9 again. Okay. Well, you pick up this guard by the legs and just... <laughs> right across all three of them. I just uh, eat him into the other Smack him into them. Uh, he is just knocked unconscious from the blow. The three are knocked back onto their backs, uh, the wind taken out of them, but they scrabble back upwards slowly and unsteadily. Uh, none of those were quite enough 
uh, well, the first one was definitely enough to knock that one out, the, the one who was thrown out, uh, but the others weren't quite enough to take out all of their hit points at once. Right, okay, I'm going to maintain, if I still have any movement left, I'm going to maintain uh, melee range with them. Okay, yeah, you, you close in <laughs> and, like, raise your, your fists into that classic pugilist stance. Come on, round two! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Horrifying. I love it. Scamp, what do you and the Achim do? Um, so we're at the top of the stairs. Uh, no, no, you've gotten all the way back to the door where you first came in. Oh, right. Um, yeah. I'm going to get them to a bit of wall okay. where they're out the way. He's out the way, sorry. Yeah. Uh, do you want to use your uh, whole action on this or do you want to do an action as well? Just determines which um, bit of the wall you get them to. Which, well, just the way we came in, like a, a way that's a good way out. Okay, that will need to be, um, that need to be double move, essentially, then, because it's, uh, okay. you got in kind of at the far end of the garden. But yeah, the pair of you run 60 feet to the edge of the garden. You are there. Um, can I quicken a message? Yes. Um, and... Where is it? That's 120 feet. I'll probably message Corzin then, because... Actually, I've got the headset, haven't I? Yeah. We're yeah. in range. So have I. Yeah. So you touch the headset and... Is it going to work? Oh, hang on, we're sanctumed. Does it... Yeah. And you yeah. say your message, but they don't hear it. Balls. Because you're now outside well, the I sanctum. know there's a sanctum. Am I, I know I'm outside the sanctum. But am I? Uh, no. You're, yeah, but the point is that the, yeah, you can't send messages can't through a sanctum it. barrier. Hmm. Yeah. Within the um, work, bagger. but not through. Then, uh, yeah, I do nothing. Yeah, you try and you send that message, and then I don't. Realize... I don't think I even do that. I think I yeah. get to go. Ah, no, no, never mind. Okay, yeah. So because I know uh, it's sanctum. I'm highly aware it's sanctum. Yeah, because I Ichin, hate it. The Chin yeah. has run with you. The uh, Chin Rin has run with you. Uh, true, but if you do send the message, then you find that you have passed through the sanctum barrier and thus are no longer sanctumed, uh, which is worth it. Yes. Now, Celestia. Yeah. Uh, one guard tried to tackle you and failed. The and other two just were... shouted. I yeah. have the stupidest and least helpful impulse. He just starts shouting and she just goes, No! And just like smacks him with the guitar. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> yeah. so like, grass. Be quiet! Best like... impulse. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually really good. It's 26. <laughs> yeah, no. Just... What's what's the damage? Um, I will roll it for you. Um, again, like decent, fifteen. Okay, yeah. The you immediately you smack them on the back. The uh, uh, electrical burns and tasing happens, and they just <laughs> slump unconscious. And I guess I'll run up. To... Yeah, you run up to the door yeah, basically. Uh, you see, Corzin uh, has just. You see, Corzin as he knocks down three guards with another guard, <laughs> surrounded <laughs> by just like a. Just like a pile of unconscious gro or groaning figures. You can also see blue blood spattered on the walls from where the slight uh, slight shots have managed to just spray a little bit. You all right? Uh, you look you look fine, honestly. Uh, Never better. Great, carry on. It's weirdly <laughs> metallic voice. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you get to you get to the door. Uh, down below, the guards who are not unconscious uh, 
burble and try to, to club each other. Uh, in fact, it's the same ones. And yeah, they club that one unconscious. So there's now okay. one confused guard down there. And several weirded out prisoners. Yep, uh, apart from two of the prisoners, one of whom starts screaming, uh, trying to drag themselves away, the other of which is still strangling them. Oh, so they're not very well because they're able to scream, but they're making a good shot at it. They grab them, bang their head against the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the cell bars, but don't manage to knock them unconscious. Yeah, you leave that mess behind. Um, corridor guards. The three who are there are going to try and club cause in it while desperately screaming foul uh, for more backup. One of them. Only one of them hits. Okay. Uh, but it is a natural 20. So right. you would take nine damage halved to four. Okay. As they smack you on the side of the head with this. Actually, no, no. This one managed to smack you in the uh, in in the nethers, and you hear the sound of bells ringing. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you just dropped a clagger. Uh, I'm telling Molly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not uh, even there, and I feel disgusted for the <laughs> <laughs> Just like residual disgust. You just hear a ding, ding, ding from inside. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, that's the that's them. And Corzin, roll a luck check, see whether more guards have arrived. Uh, <laughs> this is insane. That's a fourteen. Okay, those guards have still have not yet arrived. Good. <laughs> but the odds increase with each round. Okay. Oh, we really need to leave. <laughs> so there's three guards. Still Three's conscious, still guards, still conscious and capable, and it's your go. Right. Well, one attack for each of them then. <laughs> go for it. Okay. First Just one with the. If you hit, it does it. <laughs> okay. First one with the belaying pin. Uh, that's uh, oh uh, plus eleven. That's twenty-three. Yeah. Up beside, uh, upside of the head, they go down. Whack! Bam! Into the uh, into a wall. Second yeah. one. Natural one, but lucky. Um, oh, fuck, that's 29. The belaying pin flies out of your hand and clocks them in the eye, giving them a black eye and knocking them unconscious. <laughs> you grab it again as you uh, as you turn on the one who, who managed to get you in the bollocks. Okay, and again, I, I think probably I'm just going to try and jump and shoulder barge my way into yeah. this guy. So, like, halfling cannonball into him. <laughs> right, that's, uh, oh, that's an 18. Yeah, you smack him against the wall, you hear a crash, and he slumps down. Okay, you are, for the moment, free of guards, and uh, you, you have enough movement to get to the door as well. There's, like, heat haze coming off him. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to run for the door. <laughs> yeah, your, your, your flesh is actually quite hot at this point. Like, like sort of... Cup of like tea warm hot? Kettle or... hot. Yeah, cup of yeah. tea hot. Yeah, okay. Mm. <laughs> You're right, Corzin? Yes! Oh, God! You know, in Corzin's eyes. Corzin's eyes are made of bronze, but instead of black, the, eye, like, the pupils are burning red. Right, okay. We'll address this later. Let's go. It's like just two hot pieces of metal. Uh, we should have told them all together one at a time. You're here to 
three people with another person, but we're going to talk about that later. Right, time to go. Fuck. Right. Um, yeah, narratively, I'm going to say you all, uh, like, so, Scamp, actually, yeah, Sc- uh, Scamp and uh, the Achin, what do you want to do? Do you, do you wait for them to run up to join you? Uh, yes. Okay, uh, I'll narrativize this. You all managed to get to the edge of the, uh, 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 of the, uh, 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 of the garden, although neither of you can see Scamp. Yeah. I guess uh, we start But once you're outside, you get a message. You get a message. Yeah. Uh, you, you can send messages to each other. Um, so, yeah, you, you, you congregate at the edge of the, of the garden. Right, um... I can't take everyone out, but I think you two should fly out and we maybe should pop away a little bit further. Would that be okay? Yes, so that this no one sees our new friend leave. Uh, Where shall we meet? Um, Uh, The restaurant? Yeah, back at the restaurant. Great, you hear the there. sounds of confused shouting from within as a plati- as a as a squad finds just the hallway of crumpled bodies. <laughs> there are so many unconscious guards. <laughs> so many. <laughs> I, I counted eight. Up. It's this not honestly, a big corridor. This is eight this is in such, that corridor. <laughs> such a fucking problem as well because we are so known to the watch, like irrevocably known to the watch, and we have to like fix this gang war in this city. <laughs> this might be a good time to skip it's town. It's such a problem. <laughs> Corson's yeah. face has been covered the entire time. Um, mine hasn't. Ah. Yes. Yes, this is true. No one's Corson's... seen Scamp. No one has seen Scamp. Celestia's pretty recognisable, though. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, Corson, you, you, your face is completely invisible in that thing. It's a full-face helm. It's... Also, they're going to be looking for a metal man. <laughs> uh... But I think the metal man is certainly drawing the attention. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the pair of you fly up and away. Mm. Uh, uh, I can only cast it on one of them. I'm running out okay, of stuff. Okay, so you, you cast it on, uh, on, on Corzin. You pick up Metal Corzin. Yeah, Metal Corzin is tea kettle hot. Why are you so warm? Are you, what? <laughs> Doesn't do damage, but it's it's uncomfortable. This is not normal. Also, I swear I heard your bollocks ring. <laughs> Everything all right? <laughs> I'll check later. <laughs> Great, Okay. You fly away. Um, Celestia had a heart attack this evening. It's still a bit much for him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, 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 the Achin uh, maybe looks to you. You don't know, but you can feel the hand squeeze on yours. Well, when I cast fly, it's going to drop invisibility. Okay. So we, we're going to pretty much like, instantly bounce out. He looks at you. What are we... Wait. What, what? They can fly. Why have you not... And at that point, you presumably cast your spell. Yeah. Where do you want to go? Um... A street, five hundred feet away, in the okay. right direction. You pick it. You pick a street, and just from memory, and <laughs> the world blurs for a moment as two places momentarily superimpose over the other, and then you're in the street. <gasps> sorry about. Sorry about that. It, he gasps it's... and, having enough presence of mind, slams his hand over his own mouth so as not to scream. Yeah, it's a bit like that the first time. Um, come, come he with looks, us. Um, he looks we'll... at the amulet around your neck. Yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. Looks around quickly and... Come, let us get out of sight. Yes, yes. Um, we, we, there's a place we're going to meet. We'll we'll get there and we'll we'll, we'll okay. talk. You hurry the... Uh, he uh, As you move to hurry, he uh, holds up a hand and presses a hand to his chest. 
Oda no ne. Scamp. Nods and then grips your hand again and follows you as you race back. And the four of you make your way quickly, stealthily as you can, trying to ignore the sounds of distant bells clanging (laughs) towards the Gilded Lily, where you will be able to speak with Odenone and discover uh, exactly what his motivations were next time, I think. Because I don't think I can beat that as an ending. So, thank you all very much for playing. Thank you all very much for listening. And farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs. Fair seas and natural twenties. Few folk expect to come upon a man whose skin is living bronze. Bronze muscles strong to break folk free, and bronze that jingles twixt my knees. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No cracking storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.